Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to the season premiere of season two of the Next Dimension podcast. It's so great to be back and well, we're all looking forward to this show. Of course, here with me is Tatiana. Tatiana, how are you doing? I'm doing great. We're so excited to get back with the new season. So happy to be here. Exactly. Oh my goodness. This is going to be so exciting. Also here with us, Gary. Gary, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you. It's very hot in the UK, so I'm just trying to grin and bear it because I'm not used to this kind of heat over here. But uh, yeah, we do it. We're doing good here. Thank you. Great. Yeah, normally you have more of rain, right? And uh, this kind of weather. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Also with us here today, VR flight sim guy Steve. Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's great to be back, Sebastian. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the show. Yeah, wow, me too. I, I actually, I can't wait. It's so great. We've been away for a couple of weeks, but now we are back. And of course, also, I'm here too. My name is Sebastian Ang. I'm the founder of Amor TV, and I am the host of this show. As you can tell, here in season two of the Next Dimension podcast, some things have changed. We have changed our layout here. Everything should look a bit more professional than in the first season. And yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm absolutely looking forward to today's show. For all of you who don't know us yet and who don't know this podcast, this podcast is all about VR and AR. And we are live every Saturday, 9 p.m. Berlin, 8 p.m. London, noon in San Francisco, and 3 p.m. in New York City. And you can find us on all the podcast providers, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Alexa. You will find us. Simply look for the Next Dimension podcast. And if you enjoy this podcast, and if you want us to continue with the season and season three, then give us a five-star review. A five-star review can absolutely help us. So if you have an iPad or an iPhone, get it out, open the podcast app right now. It's pre-installed. Find this show and give us a five-star review. This would absolutely help us a lot. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, all right. Other than that, today we have lots of catching up to do. We're going to find out what we did in the breaks. We're going to find out about new VR headsets that we all got, but not Tatiana, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, right, Tatiana, what's, what's I didn't going get on? a memo. Like, <laughs> yeah, nobody told me we're all getting new headsets. I mean, I was just sitting here with my Quest. Like, yeah. I'm so cool. I have my Quest and everyone's got these new headsets. Dang. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, but you can tell us how good your Quest 2 still is, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, we're going to, we have lots of catching up to do. We're also going to talk about a few topics from the past weeks. We're going to talk about Sniper Lead, what, we did, what did we think about it. We also still want to talk a bit about the Facebook ads thingy. Yeah, that's something that's interesting. I know it's already a couple of weeks back, but I still want to know what you guys think about it. We're going to talk about the Lynx standalone headset, a headset from France. Before it was a B2B headset, and now they changed it up. Now they want to actually compete against the Quest. Wow, 
that is going to be inter interesting and very exciting. Let's find out what we think about it. Also, we're going to talk about the Valve Steam Deck, a very exciting piece of technology <laughs> that we have all pre-ordered here on the show. Yeah, <laughs> even though it basically has nothing to do with VR. But yeah, it seems like we are um, tech enthusiasts and it seems like we love Valve as well, right? I don't know. I don't know why you bought it. Probably you simply want to stick some VR headset into it, how I know you. And uh, yeah, we're going to find out what we think of the Steam Deck. Also, I got a new headset here and you have probably already watched my video about it. This is the Vario VR3 high-end VR business headset with human eye resolution, with eye tracking, foveated rendering, hand tracking, OLED display. Yeah, all the good stuff. And yeah, I'm going to tell you about my first impressions and you can ask me anything and we're going to talk about if this could probably be interesting for consumers as well. Right, so I'm looking forward. I'm really, really looking forward to this show. And now, as always, <clears throat> we want to hear about our weeks. And, well, why don't we start with, not me, Tatiana. <laughs> how how was right. your week? What have you been doing? What are you up to? Well, Sebastian, since we haven't seen each other for such a long time, it's more of a month than a week. What yeah, have exactly. we been doing for this long, long, well, a break from the podcast, but not a break from other kind of work. So, well, in my case, it's just been extremely busy because I'm actually leaving home tomorrow, oh. which is wow. a long, long trip over the pond, across the pond, so all the way to Europe. And I'm going to stay there for quite a while. I'm really, really excited to do it because I haven't seen my family for two years, give or take, yeah. And this is going to be the first time I will see them again. So this is extremely exciting time for me. At the same time, that meant that I had to tie up all the loose ends with my PhD and the VR research, uh, with some things related to the channel. I've been working hard on um, pre-recording some of the content that will be scheduled and recorded while I'm out of my studio here in the U.S. Um, so <laughs> I... I I was sad that I didn't have enough time to play VR to enjoy it because I had to do all the things to wrap up the, the, the unfinished business I've had before I left, before I leave. And um, yeah, but I'm super excited that I managed to make it to the first episode of the season. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> the day, like the day before I'm boarding the plane, I, I, I'm still here. But but unfortunately, um, I'm, you know, won't be able to be making making the shows for a couple or for several next shows i'm just probably won't be able to be here but when i'm back um and i'll be more consistent with my appearances yeah so overall it's not as much vr related as life related because life happens all the time and um yeah just kind of dealing with all these these, these things but uh but i've been following the news and I've, i'm excited to have some of the conversations that we will have today yeah that's yeah, that's finally. about it yeah. Great, great. Yeah, who knows? Probably you can also drop into a show from Ukraine. Who knows? Well, yeah, I don't promise that, but I yeah. might. Well, I'll just have to check the internet connection. Of and course, of course. <laughs> no promises, <laughs> but but I will do my, my very best. 
Okay. Yeah, cool. Very cool. All right. Then, um, yeah, who's next? Who should talk about their week next, uh, Tatiana? Do you, you have anyone in mind? Um, <laughs> let's go with Gary. Gary, which, what have you been up to? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I've been – so over the past few weeks, really, as Tatiana says, we've not been in contact really too much. Uh, behind the scenes, we've had the odd message here and there, but not too much. And really, for the past few weeks, I've been trying out the Reverb G2. So I picked up a Reverb G2 off eBay. You can't really get them over here in the UK. I don't know if Steve can – do you think you can get these in the UK? Because I, I just, I've been trying to get hold of a Reverb G2 for a long time. And on the official website and all of these things, you just can't seem to get hold of them. Wow. They're, they're always out of stock. They've always got like these notifications saying, just remind me when, when they come back in stock and this kind of stuff. There's, so one, the only... more, there's, there's one more thing that you can't get a hold of in, in, uh, in England. It's, <laughs> it's a Euro Cup. Oh, oh brilliant. That's, that's low. That is so sad. How, how long have you been planning that? <laughs> yeah. no, that, that, was, that was very spontaneous. I guess it before, one thing. before we started the show, I noticed a little snigger on, on Sebastian's face every time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah that's true that's true no he's got he's got his bank no okay oh. so many no people are going really. to unsubscribe now from my channel <laughs> i'm gonna unsubscribe right now that's just too much <laughs> i know you're explaining something okay uh yeah so the reverb g2 just oh, can't sorry. get hold of one <laughs> and uh but anyway i managed to find one for a reasonable price on the on ebay and so I thought I'd give it a try. And I was treating it almost like um, a, a rental because I didn't know if I was going to keep it or not. And I thought, I, I want to try one and I'll pick one up, keep it for a while, and then possibly sell it on depending on what's going to happen with it. So the Reverb G2, from my experience, when I first put it on, um, instantly, I mean, instantly you notice sort of the, the resolution in, in that central point of view. And I'm talking to two people, Steve and uh, Sebastian, who have tried this as well. And of course... Multiple people probably watching the show have already tried the Reverb G2 as well. Um, so they know what I'm talking about. Compared to something like the Index, you will instantly notice that resolution. Then you will instantly notice probably the, the, the field of view if you're coming from something like the Index. And for me, the main downside, I suppose, when I first put it on is the sweet spot. I've watched ridiculous numbers of videos of by Steve, Sebastian, and many others as well. Oh dear, I do apologize. <laughs> trying to uh, sort of dial in my experience with this. And I'll, I'll be honest, you can definitely improve this headset than simply using the stock facial interface and the stock face cushion, that kind of stuff. Um, and I've got a quick question for you, Sebastian. Did you, yeah. did you invent the Franken? I did. You I, did. I, I, I gave it the you? name. I gave it the name. I invented the whole thing. It's the Frankenfov okay. by MRTV. I should <laughs> have like given it? you credit on on one of my videos then, because <laughs> I, I did mention I did mention your video in another one, but on the one where I actually titled it the Frankenfov, I didn't realize you came up with that name, so I should have mentioned that. Yeah, but um, yeah, so there's a way to um, increase the field of view, and the field of view issues basically can go away if you use this. You use a, a thick face cushion directly onto the headset, and that will increase the field of view. And the sweet spot is still an issue. It's, I suppose it's the main issue for me with this headset, which wow. is 
being a bit of an issue. Now, do, do you talk about really the sweet spot, or do you mean the edge to edge clarity? That if you look around and if you look to the edge of the lens, then it's going to get more blurry? Or do you really mean the sweet spot as in, okay, I'm now in the center of the sharpest position and it takes too long for you to find it? What, what do you mean? Okay, so so with regards to the sweet spot, what I'm, what I'm talking about is if it doesn't take me long to find it, I, I guess. Okay. The, the sweet spot is small enough that unless I have the image directly in front of me, that it will be it will be sharp there, but then I only have to turn my head a very small amount before I notice the lens is blurring the effect. This I, isn't the yeah. case with <clears throat> the index and even mm -hmm. like the Quest, for example. So, Can I yeah, go ahead, Steve. Yeah. I just want to really just, I just want to show you something on my reverb, okay? Um, and I go on about this a lot. Um, there's a thing called a studio form balancer, okay? Yeah. And it basically consists of this, which is sort of like it stabilizes the headset on your head. And then you've got this sort of balancer on the back. And what that does is, is it, it kind of makes the reverb more like a cap. You just literally put mm -hmm. it on your head and you don't even have to hardly strap it or anything. Uh, like, you know, like a, a lot of he uh, headsets, you've got to kind of like just make sure you put it in the sweet spot, strap it to your face, and then that's it. With this, you just, it stays exactly in mm -hmm. the sweet spot. And I used to fiddle around like you, Gary, with the, with the sweet spot all the time with the reverb. All the time I'd be like messing around. But with this, you, literally, if you, if you uh, put this on, it's a, it makes a huge difference. And then it just aligns the sweet spot and you, and you never get out yeah. of it. I'm, so I'm sure... Recommend it, that. Yeah, I, I'm sure that's that's great. What what I'm I'm talking about, even when the headset is not moving on my head, so I can look at yeah. something and get it directly crystal clear in the center of that that point of view. Now in the index, I can turn my head far more than I can in the reverb while still maintaining clarity with, with that headset. And what what you're what you're talking about there is sweet spot edge to edge clarity to me, Sebastian. They're they're more or less two sides of the same coin. Um, mm. I would say. From, from my point of view, but, you know, perhaps you can explain your point of view with regards to that. That's that's really the only issue I have with it, with this headset. Um, and you can mitigate it by getting this uh, field of view mod and put, putting the lenses close to your eyes. The field of view is improved. Frankenfoff, trademarked yes. by MRTV. Exactly that. Uh, it's not. The, uh, the, uh, but the sweet spot is marginally improved. It's not improved in, enough for me. That said, um, go ahead if you want to just, just talk about that, Sebastian. Mm. I will say, overall, I really do like the Reverb G2. I'm, I'm picking this, and I've stayed on this probably longer than it deserves, but, but the sweet spot is the main downside of this headset for me. Everything else is, is great. Once you've got that field of view back, it's a great headset. Um, and I would use this. This would be my preferable way to play something like Microsoft Flight Simulator and actually Elite Dangerous as well. I've tried both of these games, and I think it's fantastic. Um, the tracking of the controllers is not great. We knew that, you know that we, we knew that going in. It's serviceable and it's fine. I don't necessarily have that much drift with the controllers at all. Um, I do think that the vertical um, tracking volume is probably the main issue. With, with the controllers. Um, but other than that, I think it's it's perfectly fine. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I've got a couple of let just to finish off. So basically, what what my put position is: if I go from the Reverb G2 to the Index, I immediately notice the low resolution of the Index. If I go from the Index to the G2, I immediately notice the the, the sweet spot issues that I generally have. And by having both of these headsets, I feel like I'm not really utilizing them either of them to their full capacity. Um, and that's that's the real issue of, of where I have at the moment. To me, the index is the better all-rounder. That being said, I think the Reverb G2 is so well suited to things that you and many other people have said before, sim kind of games, it's probably the preferable headset. Mm-hmm. Right. Sorry for rattling on there, but uh, yeah. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. This, Yeah, we have um, fun here rambling about stuff. That's <laughs> all we do on the Next Dimension podcast. I can tell you, Gary... If you think the sweet spot of the Reverb G2 is too small, you're going to friggin' hate the Vive Pro 2 <laughs> yeah, and the Vive that, Focus yeah. 3 because the sweet that. spot there is much tighter than on the G2. And, you know, I have really all really all the VR headsets here in the EverTV headquarter. And I can tell you that the, the sweet spot of the, G, of the G2 as compared to others is actually a really good one. I wouldn't even say it's good. It's not even bad. I think what you... What you're talking about is really more of the edge-to-edge clarity that uh, okay, uh, that you can find the sweet spot pretty well. Yeah, that's what yeah. I call the, that's what I call the sweet spot. Like I put on the G2 and I'm in the sweet spot. I, like for others, I have to fiddle around to find it, but for the G2, I'm there. However, probably it's more like uh, it's so clear that when you look to the edges, you will you will see the degradation more easily than on other headsets that they don't have this super clarity. This, this is what I believe. What yeah, it is. No, that's true. And that's okay. a point that I've made in one of my other videos, yeah. actually. I do believe that because that central clarity is so clear, you notice right, right. any degradation exactly. far more. more and faster. I agree with that. I think that's true, yeah. Right, right. So are you going to keep it? Is it your daily driver now or, or is still the index your daily driver? The index is the best all-rounder for me for yeah. all sorts of games. And that's why I'm, I'm keeping the index. I have decided to sell the reverb, although I'm keeping it for a little bit longer. I want to, you know, continue using it for a while. And it, by the way, by me saying that I'm keeping the index and selling the reverb G2, it's not that I think the reverb G2 is, a, is bad in Almost any respect, the only issue I have is, is the sweet spot and or the edge-to-edge clarity. And yeah. I, I just think it's overall a, be- a good headset. But like I mentioned, going back and forth between these two, it highlights the issues with both of them. And I'm not really enjoying okay. either. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Interesting. Yeah. I, sometimes I find, actually, because I did this with the Vibe Pro 2, I didn't really like it at all when I first used it. And like Sebastian said, the sweet spot is tiny compared to the reverb, really is. But once I'd used it for three or four days, yeah. it's almost like my eyes was trained and I get used to <laughs> the, you know, and kind of forget about those imperfections. And I think Absolutely. because I use the G2 so much, I don't notice that sweet spot and that problem. But I think once I go back and forth to different headsets, then I start to realize, oh, actually, it is, mm. it is a little bit difficult. So it's almost like, you know, you, you train your brain or something or you just yeah. unconsciously For sure. get used to it. Absolutely, yeah. The Pro 2 will grow on you, right, Via uh, Flight Sim Guy? Well, now I only wow. I always say VR flight some guy now because you have it there. You know, <laughs> like downstairs. Like, you could call me anything. Hey, hey, hey. So I don't mind. 
up in cold worse it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I think so yeah cool cool yeah gary is it is it is that your week is that what you want to talk about uh yeah i mean I've, i've been playing quite a bit of vr over the past few weeks as well but i guess we can leave it there for now yeah that's uh, pretty much everything that i wanted to mention here okay okay cool Yeah, I mean, sorry about that little uh, jab with the football. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you like kicked out us, Germany, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The joke was on you first, but now the joke is on us. I am absolutely like the least interested in football yeah, I know. in the world. I Yet, know. I did watch the final and <laughs> yeah. I was absolutely gutted. So, yeah, even I... It hurt, even for me. Like. I'll be honest, it was really hard for me to root for England after that England-Ukraine match in quarterfinals. I was oh, not happy now. about that. And I'm like, I'm finding it really, really hard to root for them. So. Right, yeah. yeah. I think, I think not many people rooted for England. No, <laughs> okay. nobody ever does. I'm not really into football either, but okay. I do watch the big, the big tournaments. Yeah, that's, interest, the big yeah. tournaments is, is great. I mean, there's another chance for penalties next year for the World Cup. Right, so let's see how <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to be our downfall every time, isn't it? Right, exactly. And last, Lars Agab, Back. I'm not sure if I said that right. He says he has the right word for it. Schadenfreude. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh. Is it is do you do you use that in in English as well? Schadenfreude. This 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 word. It's it's uh, it's, it's it's actually uh, German, and it means like yeah. you are happy when somebody else is in pain. So yeah. <laughs> oh. We, yeah. Yeah. oh right. Yeah right. Schadenfreude. That's an interesting name. Uh, yeah, word. <laughs> Yeah, cool, cool. Gary, great to have you back here on the show. Great to be back here in general. Yes, yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah, really cool. Okay, cool. And then um, how about um, how about VR Flight Sim Guy? You can't be that now. You've got to. Just, uh, how about I Steve? Steve on that. I don't know why. He said, what's your name? And I thought, is that going to appear on the thing? Or, yeah, next time, know. you know, you can do it like nice. Steve at VR Flatsome Guy or whatever. Like that actually is my name, you know. I actually, I'm called that in real life. Uh, you know, okay. so, uh, <laughs> so is VR Flight your name and Sim Guy? Is yeah, yeah, exactly. It is. Sim oh, Guy is my surname. Middle name? Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mid middle name's Flight and people just call me VR. <laughs> hey, VR, how you doing? <laughs> Yeah, cool. Tell us uh, what happened. In the, what, what did you play? Uh, what new headsets do you have? Uh, what are your thoughts about the Pimax headsets? You get them now for the first time, right? In, uh, yeah, tell us it's everything it's, that's going on, man. Well, I will. I will do this very quickly because you know we could. I could talk about this for three shows running. Uh, literally could. But uh, basically, yeah, I have been. I've had the pleasure and honor to try quite a number of different headsets recently. Um, wow. which has been great. And particularly the Pimax 8KX and the Vipro 2, I've actually got them here with me. Uh, and yeah, I've been testing them out and you know, I've been posting so many, so many uh, sort of videos. I'm sure everyone's fed up with me now, but it's been such an interesting <laughs> time. And yeah, I'll just say about the 8KX. I honestly, when I first got that, I was not expecting to be impressed with it at all. I, I, I was kind of expecting it to be One of those things where I thought, you know, the field of view would be a bit of a gimmick for me and, you know, that'll be it. I'll just kind of go back to the reverb, job done. But uh, absolutely the exact opposite happened. Wow. I was blown away with it. I was I was absolutely blown away. And it actually wasn't the, the field of view. And maybe, Gary, this is because I'm used to the G2. This could be the reason. But the first thing that really impressed me about the 8KX was the sweet spot. 
I mean, it's brilliant. It's absolutely amazing, actually. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether that's because of what I'm used to before. But, uh, I mean, it's really... It, that uh, VR headset is is absolutely for flight simulation. And I think uh, you really need to appreciate the headset the most when, when you're in a, a racing sim or a flight sim because I think that's when you really notice the sweet spot the most. In some of the normal games, I've played Half-Life Alex with it, um, and it's, it's, of course, incredible for that. But uh, I think it's when you're looking at the gauges, like, say, when you're in a, you know, a, a real sort of... Uh, you're looking at the whole uh, cockpit... With the G, uh, the G2, I have to move my head to look at everything. Um, and you kind of get used to doing that. But with the 8KX, I, I'm looking around with my eyes, looking around my eyes. And I can see the PFDs and the DDIs and all the other clever little terms you know, that we use in the aviation world. You know, the map and uh, the navigation. I can just literally, and I've I tested it out so many times, just looking straight ahead like this and then moving my eyes around like this, like a weirdo, like I'm doing now. <laughs> but I'm imagining I'm in the headset. And I can see everything. And of course, it's not, uh, the sweet spot is not absolutely across the entire vision. I'm not saying that at all. But it, it means that I'm, you know, not just because of the field of view, I'm able to just move my head ever so slightly. And then it's just so much easier on the eyes. So I'm really impressed with it. I never thought I would say any of this. I thought I'd be like, yeah, the field of view is okay. You know, I, I, but to be honest, I'm quite happy with the G2 because it's a better value money headset, which it is. The G2 is a better value money, value for money headset for flight simming. But I have to say the 8KX, you know, we won't talk about the Vario just yet. You know, that's a separate subject. Mm-hmm. But in terms of sort of enthusiast level flight simming, gaming, actually, no, I'm not going to say gaming. It's a sim headset. It totally is. Uh, and I think that's where it shines the most. And somewhere like DCS, where you're looking at an F-18 Hornet on the carrier and then when you catapult yourself off the carrier you actually have that sense of speed because you've got that lot further field of view so you, as soon as you start feeling like you're moving forward i actually felt motion i think as a vr veteran as i'm sure a lot of you guys you get used to that motion that feeling of motion and that kind of goes away after a while but with uh, the 8kx it was back again it was so it was back and as soon as i was like you know flying really low I could feel that speed. It was just incredible. I even tried Project Cars, and it was the same kind of thing. So I loved it that much. I now own my own AKX. I love it that much. So, um, yeah, which (laughs) was not – I'm not (laughs) expecting that at all. So that was the AKX. Yeah, uh, give me a a moment. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, cool. Great that you enjoy it so much. So I am actually also really looking forward – to try it again because I only had like a pre-production unit like a, a year ago, more than a year ago. And at that time, I only pl- was able to try it with an RDX 2070 Super it's or something enough. like, something like this, right? Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to try out the 8KX again and Pimax is going to send me the final, yes. the final model, the final oh, model brilliant. with the with the updated audio, with the audio that has yes. lost index audio. So that's what I'm going to try. And I'm kind of excited about it, I must say. Good. Because I did now connect my uh, the, the pre-production 8KX to my 3080. And yeah, <laughs> that felt better. That definitely felt better. It so needs honestly juice. speaking, it needs I'm, I'm really looking forward to try out the final 8KX. And I'm going to get it. <laughs> and funny. yeah, then we can exchange our thoughts. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think like, like the PyTool, okay, the software... 
It's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it gets it's so much better. In, it, it's, it's the best in the business. Now, a, a lot of people said that the Pimax yeah, software in the, was crap. In the business, I would probably not call it like this. But it's definitely pretty good. I think, no, honestly, I think, for again, for hardcore VR users like me, it's it's brilliant because you can you can change the IPD offset. So I've also got the Pimax 5K Super of me as well. I could talk about that, but obviously... I appreciate we're out going out about time, so I can probably no, talk about that. Can also show. talk about it as well. Um, the five K Super, um, like the eight KX, you get that Pimax experience of the wide field of view, but because it's a lower resolution, it's basically a Rift S with a hundred and seventy degrees field of view. So I am getting in DCS sixty frames per second. In Aeroflight FS two, I'm flying with hundred and twenty frames per second. But I've got that wide field of view. It's honestly shockingly brilliant. It's brilliant. And of course, with the 5K Super, the, the lower resolution means you've got screen door effect. You do have that. So it's back again. It kind of sounds crazy that, you know, you would go for a lower resolution headset. But actually, the, what's the number one thing about VR that really annoys everybody? It's frame rate, isn't it? it it's smoothness. That's what we need. Perhaps not for the, okay, I guess, for the gaming sector, but for flight simmers, racing simmers, we talk about frame rate all the time. So that that headset particularly is very good as well. But I do feel that the display in the 5K Super has mirror. It has quite a bit of mirror and the sweet spot is tiny for some reason. I don't know why that is. It makes no sense. But I honestly, I've tried it a lot and it's just, it's very small. But getting back to the 8KX again, I really can't wait, Seb, for you to try it again. Because yeah, I do I'm feel... Really, really. I, They've changed quite a number of different things on it. I'm sure they have. Cause, uh, and the software, I, I think, think so. is on the, the 90 hertz mode, 4K per eye. Uh, oh, it's absolutely astonishing. Yeah, that, when, part, that part, I hope it will work. Because um, for this pre-production unit that I have here, I don't see any kind of firmware update. Or probably I have to manually find the you right You have to do it manually. Update. Okay, yeah, okay, do, yeah. 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 All right. Um, yeah. Which is a bit of a pain. It does, you know, for pe people like me who's geeky, it, it's not an issue. But uh, I, 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 yeah, is, I'm also a geek. geek. Oh, that's fine. That's fine then. <laughs> you know, but I, I just, I was, I'm blown away with it. And I think for flight simming uh, and racing sims, it does not get any better for the price range. I mean, my God, that field of view, the optics, fantastic, really are. Yeah. And I, I truly, honestly, gen I really mean that. Um, if I thought it was crap, I'd say I really would, but I, I really like it. Just um, it's expensive. Uh, the value expensive. for money, like if you look at this, okay, it's, what is it? How much is it now? One thousand five hundred or what? I think is it about you can get it that one thousand and something from this. There's a guy in the in the in the UK near me that's selling them for just over a grand. Uh -huh. uh, so that, I think whether they come down in price. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, yeah, because you have to compare it right with um, something like the Valve Index, which costs like 500 headset only, and then compare mm. it, it. It doesn't have any kind of distortions. Yeah, mm. that's that's very true. Although um, I found, by the way, I'm using an optical fiber cable uh, with my 8KX now, and that's hugely improved uh, both the tracking. Just the fact it comes alive straight away now. It, the thing is, the 8KX, I don't think that cable, it's not giving it enough juice. It's not giving it enough power. It needs more. And a fiber optic cable really helps with that. Um, so, yeah, I'd re recommend getting one of those as well. Just, just a, very quickly before we move on, I know we need to move on, but the, um, the, yeah. the only thing is the, for me, when I tried the Pimax, <laughs> is the distortion. And I couldn't yes. get past that. that, that yeah, that, I, that I understand. Me, 
it's the only thing I didn't. <laughs> it's like the reverb. I didn't, didn't like the sweet spot and the reverb. I didn't well, like the distortion on the can, Primax, and perhaps yeah. you can get used to it. But yeah, but think it like basically. Well, I actually this is sounds crazy. I've got a Pimax, and guess what field of view setting I have it on most of the time? Small, the smallest, thought, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> because it's still huge. It's still massive. It's still about probably a true 120 degrees. Yet the Vive Pro, um, which I haven't talked about, and probably have, I'll talk about another time. But I just want to, I want to talk about all these headsets. Um, <laughs> yeah, you need to talk about it. It's been it a now. long break. It's yeah. been a yeah. very long break. We have too much to share now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. I'll quickly just say very quickly. I tried the Vive Pro too as well. I can talk about this in other uh, episodes as well. Um, I was hugely disappointed with it, and I'm frustrated with it because I can see if you could, you know, there's so many uh, problems with it that, um, I, you know, I can see the what they were trying to do with it. Uh, sorry, yeah, Vive, Vive Pro 2. Yeah, what I was kind of problems do you have? I don't like the 16 by 9 feeling of that aspect. You know, when you put it on and that field of view squashed down, it took me quite a while to get used to that. Now, I did use it for three or four days without any other headset. Then I did start to get used to it. And you said I would, Seb. And but did, that you is try, true. did you try the FOV mod? I, yes, I've got this. In fact, I've got it here. One of them, anyway. I've got a yeah. Quest uh, pad. Okay, okay. Really super thin, and that made a huge difference. Yeah, Obviously, right? The, like a huge yeah, the, difference, yeah. The stock pad is just hilarious. It's too, it's too thick, yeah, absolutely. It's, what is it? Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> right. I have no idea what they were thinking with that. When you put it on for the first time, the field of view seems worse than the G2. It's like this, these little squares in front of you, and I was just like, what is this? And then when I put the different foam pad on, it was so much better. The screen in it is beautiful. It's got the best colors I've ever seen in an LCD headset. I'm not sure if you're, you feel the same set, I but agree. the colors. Until I saw beautiful. the VR 3 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But yeah, That's... Sweet Spot is the, so tiny in that thing. Um, and I right. think it's marred by the stacked lenses of the index as well, where you look at text and you just see flaring, uh, like a mm. flare coming from the text. And that is one of the reasons I think... Why, what makes the sweet spot so, so small because it's they're working against each other you're right uh, totally yeah. the god rays right oh my god yeah. it's really the, bad. Whole, the whole industry must go away from those fresnel lenses or especially the bad ones <laughs> obviously right like like there are some fresnel lenses which are not too bad like the g2 it doesn't give me so so much of these glare problems right but yeah oh no yeah the yeah, g2 I, I thought that was a little bit glary to be fair but then <clears throat> compared to the vive pro it is very, very, yeah, it's a shame. But it's one of those things, like I said before, I actually used it, and I'll just I'll finish with this, three days, four days in a row the other week when it wasn't so hot in the UK. And I actually started to really like it. So it's one of those things, once you get past some of those issues and you train your brain and get used to the sw small sweet spot, I've got some studio form balances for that as well now. It actually, you start to like it a bit more. It's, it's not a disaster or anything like that. I'm not saying it's, you know, I think for some people it actually would make sense to have to buy the Vibe Pro 2. But for me personally, coming from the likes of the G2, it, it, no, unfortunately for me, it hasn't worked out. And I'm, I'm, I'm deeply sad. I wanted to love the headset, but I just don't. But you, so, ha you have sent it back now to uh, to HEC already, right? I've still got it here, actually, okay, because okay. I've still got it. I'm still persevering with it. I'm try I want to try the gear, a gear lens mod if I can. Uh, okay. because I'm I, not sure if that works because the lenses are no. totally different. Whether the, well, is, it, whether, is there anything new coming out for that? I don't know. I, I but, don't know. Uh, yeah, I've still got it at the moment anyway and persevering with it. But uh, I just I wanted to love that headset and I just don't, and it's so frustrating for me. Right, right. I understand. Yeah, like for me, I I didn't want to love it. 
<laughs> like I, I, did, I didn't want to love it, but I must say it for me, it really grew on me. So yes, yeah. I, I see what yeah. I, I know what you're saying with that small sweet spot and stuff, but yeah, it, it's still a, a wider FOV than the G2. It has G2 quality, not exactly, but it has. It's gorgeous. It's, it's more. It's uh, more stable, I would say. For me, the G2. It is. It is good. Yeah. It's great, actually, but sometimes it doesn't work for some reasons because of Windows Mixed Reality or because the cable is out or what. But my Pro 2, it works all the time with the great tracking. So for me, it really grew on me. And actually, I'm using it, I mean, before that came, I was using it most of the time. So, yeah, it's um, yeah. It's, it's not it's not like um, a hole in run. A hole, how do you call it? Like a, a home, home run. run. Home run. run. It's, not, it's not a home <laughs> run. It's not a home run. Like, it's not like... Yeah, that home run, but it's also not like a terrible headset. I think for for many people it might be the right one. But yeah, I just I want I HTC. I want HTC to succeed on this because what they there is an amazing headset there somewhere. There's just a few. The problems for me are just too uh, you know obvious. But it has a beautiful resolution. The resolution is absolutely gorgeous. It really is. And it's the by the way, it's the most comfortable headset I've ever worn in my life. I just want to say that it is absolutely beautiful to wear. Just really, loads more comfortable than any other headset. So there's some great things about it, but for me personally, it just doesn't hit the mark. And uh, yeah. yeah, I'll leave it there for this one. Yeah, yeah, good. It, like everyone has different kind of feelings about headsets. It's it's very individual with VR, right? It is very. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Was it your week or? Do you have anything no, more? But, it, but I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> I've done loads <laughs> of things. I'll, I'll wait to the next one. To okay. More stuff, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Then about um, about me. What did I See, do? I said, what have you been doing? <laughs> something yeah. about a new headset <laughs> or something. Yeah. Well, I have a few new headsets. Well, first of all, I went on vacation a bit here in Germany. Uh, we have a caravan, and then we like to go on a caravan vacation. Like, I'm a total camper. I'm not sure if you like it in the Ukraine or in, in the UK, but in Germany, we are really into camping. And I'm one of those guys who loves camping. And we went to the south of Germany, to Bavaria, to we went to Black Forest, wow. had Black Forest Cave. Oh, I love it there. It's, I love Black Forest. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Germany is really good. We obviously had lots of adult beverages <laughs> during that vacation. I was good. It was really, really good. And yeah, of course, watched lots of uh, football, of course. I, I super enjoy these big tournaments. I watch all the games and I'm uh, a big, big football fan. And that was good. That was but really Sebastian, fun. You managed to come back from your uh, camping before all the floods started, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. That was Actually, lucky that you did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was basically a couple of days ago. I was in, uh, we, we were in, in Holland, in Utrecht. Beautiful. Holland is also beautiful. I'm a big fan of mm. Holland too. And exactly on the day of the flooding, we, we drove home and the floods here in Germany are so terrible. We've never seen something like this before. More than 130 people died. And that's, we don't have these kind of things in Germany, like these kind of catastrophes. And uh, yeah, exactly on that day, I was on the highway and it was exactly in my state, North Rhine-Westphalia. And I've never seen so much rain and water on the highway. And we were basically like sliding home and we made it, but it was very scary. 
wow. So mm -hmm. it was crazy. Yeah. yeah I'm just glad you and your family are yeah, safe. But yeah, this really, has been, really, I think really. it's also in, in one more country. Yeah. But Germany, it was all over the news. Yeah. It's so terrible. So I'm so sad for everyone who's affected here in Germany. And yeah, Germany is like, we're now like, like donating lots of money for that. And uh, me too. And yeah. Yep, let's uh, rebuild everything and can just say we have to keep, yeah, we have to take care of our environment. It's obviously it's us, right? It's humans. Like that's, that's really very sad. Anyways, other than that part, my vacation was great. Um, and I got lots of uh, VR headsets, <laughs> new headsets here at the MRTV headquarter. The Vive Focus 3. I have the HP Reverb Omnicept and I have the Vario VR3 high-end VR headset for business applications. And obviously we are going to talk about it here in this chat, uh, in this in the, in the show. Yeah, so this is going to be really, really exciting. Yeah, lots of things. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited now to be back here live. It's uh, it's new, it's, it's totally new for me <laughs> to do a live stream again, because well, obviously we didn't have lots of live streams before and I'm happy now to be back. Yes, so that's about me. And now we can talk about our topics. And yeah, we don't have so many topics, but we do have yeah, like like little little topics. We do have some topics, and why don't we start with a topic, which is Sniper Elite VR. It's a couple of weeks now since the game came out, and there are some reviews who really liked it, like Upload VR, and there's some who really didn't like it, like Sniper, like um, Road to VR. So I would like to hear from you. What do you think? of Sniper VR, those who have played it. And I know, Gary, you have played the game. So, Gary, what are your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, so when I first went in, I picked it up on the day of release, and immediately a lot of people were talking about the hand position um, being off and that kind of stuff. So even before I went in, I knew to expect that, and it was it was off-putting. It's such a simple thing anyway, and they did fix that pretty quickly. I think it was the next day um, that they sorted that hand position issue out. Basically, it was off by a few inches. Um, then I went in and I have played, just for a little bit of context, I've played Sniper Elite 4 and Sniper Elite 3 uh, just on the flat screen as well. I haven't played any other of the franchise. So coming from that point of view, I expected a game which was going to be far more open levels and give you more control over how you wanted to approach a situation, that kind of stuff. And that's really not what they're doing with this game, at least from what I've played, and I've played a lot more than when I released a video on this, um, like the day of release or the day after the, the release. I'm probably about halfway through or three quarters of the way through the game now. And although the levels do open up and they become more of that kind of giving you a little bit more freedom, they are not what I would call sniper elite levels. Um, so that's the only disappointment for me with this game. And it's sort of a major disappointment. And yet I can't deny that I am still enjoying the game for what it's offering me. And it, I'm warming to it more and more. The more I play it, I do enjoy it more and more. But it's not its not doing the thing I wanted it to do. Uh, it's almost like the, the unique selling point of a Sniper Elite game 
to have those huge open levels that you can then you 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 have the control you can do what you want you can approach your situation how you want to do it this one is linear it's orchestrated for the most part with some degree of freedom and that's where it was disappointing i still think it's a good game and the price is right more importantly as well yeah right mm -hmm. it's, it's just 30 euros right yeah so yeah i totally agree with you gary i thought it's like super linear it's like i felt Like you're standing there, you're shooting stuff, and then suddenly the wall will crush, and then you can go to the next area, shoot something yeah. right, for, the, for these for these areas, and then okay, probably sometimes you have to solve that um, super easy puzzle. I wouldn't even call it puzzle. You, you find that key, and then you go through the door or something. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's okayish, but I must say for me, I, I also I still enjoy it as well. I haven't even played any Sniper Elite before, so for me, I'm totally new to the franchise. And then when you're totally new to the franchise and you start to shoot and then you see that kill cam, oh, that's cool, <laughs> right? That is kind yeah. of cool to see that. But it's also some kind of like... Um, Gimmick? It's a bit gimmicky. Yeah, after yeah, some time, you, you, you... Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I'm, <Yeah>. uh, I'm <laughs> shooting that guy in the head and his brains flew, fly out, okay? And it's... Can you disable that? Yeah, yeah you can, can you yes. You can, oh, you can yeah. totally, you can dial it down or you can totally disable it. So that's fine. Yeah. I so don't know you. Go on, go Sorry, on, Steve. No, I was just about to say, I'm the only person in the whole world that actually doesn't like that. Uh, I find that really annoying. If it, well, I haven't, I haven't played it, but well, I've seen, I've seen Gary's uh, video, brilliant video of it and a few others. And yeah, every time you shoot someone, it has to do that animation thing. And I find that really annoying. How you play Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat love <laughs> yeah, these yeah. things too. Yeah, right. Exactly. They do it all the time, like all the ribs getting broken. I satisfying, I, weirdly satisfying, but it gets old. Really it gets old really fast. <laughs> it is weird. Because I'm not, I'm not a violent person, and yet, <laughs> as soon as you see that bullet go through that enemy's head, it's just oh, yes. That's what it. I felt in Gorn when I was playing Gorn. I was like, I'm such a peace-loving person. You're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tatiana, I watched that. I really enjoyed your video of that game because I saw a different side of you watching that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, at that day I discovered a different side of you too. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, also I must say, um, like I'm a very peace-loving person, and but I, I still love shooters and stuff, right? But th this kind of depiction of that brutality... I think it's a bit too much, in my opinion. Probably that is what this is all about, the sniper lead. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's really tough. yeah, really, I think, yeah, really, really. And then also, I mean, I mean, these guys are humans too. It could be my grandfather, honestly speaking. Those guys they were killing. Well, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's <laughs> yeah. an interesting point. It's an interesting <laughs> really. point, actually. Yeah, yeah. And and the 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 thing is, I will say it's. That aspect of it, you, when you know a Sniper Elite game, you know to expect that. You know it's going to be there. And that is sort of one of the, again, another unique selling point. It's got two unique selling points, this game, um, of that franchise. <laughs> and that's what, what is going to happen with this. But, yeah, it's, it's an interesting point. I don't have, a, have an issue with violence in video games in general. To be honest, on a personal level, I, I, I don't. Um, but I can see it on a certain point of view and from a certain viewpoint, it, it could have connotations and stuff right. like that of course yeah um, i think there's always i've noticed that there the way i feel about games that have some violence in them there always needs to be a balance between violence and realism um mm -hmm. let me just talk a little bit again about 
corn because one thing I liked about it is how everything was made to not look real. Yeah, right. And at the same exactly. time, it's the Agreed. most gore game I've probably ever played <laughs> with more blood than you can like handle. But but because it's all made to be so cartoonish and sort of ironic, it was okay. So the more you know the the more it becomes realistic in terms of graphics and the perception of what's going on, usually the less violence developers choose to display because it's becoming more like you're perceiving it. And then speaking a little bit soon, we will talk about the Vario headset and how everything looks so real. That kind of also made me think about, okay, so you feel like you're there. You might also wear a haptic vest or something. If we keep this violence on the same level, this might mess with people's psychic because it feels that much more realistic. So that's mm. why I w it was interesting to hear from you that you found the game to be more violent, Sebastian, uh, yeah. than that, you would prefer it to be. Exactly. That is a really in interesting point. And I, I think that's true. And there's got to be a tipping point because what we've got to remember as well with regards to this violence and video game thing, this has been going back to the 90s. And you can point to something like Mortal Kombat 1 where you had scanned in real actors, you know, digitized mm -hmm. real actors. And, and I mean, on today's level, it's ludicrous to, to consider that real. And yet back then, because the technology was new, people really did feel like they had a visceral, and there was, there was action in America where they were, you know, there, there were senators that were combating this game specifically because of how they digitized uh, people and put all of this gore in and stuff like that. However, I do agree with you, Tatiana. I do think there's got to come a tipping point where we get so realistic that perhaps it can affect people's psyche. And, you know, you need to go to have studies and psychologists and stuff like that to get any kind of answer with, with that kind of stuff, I suppose. But it's a really interesting point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no yeah, doubt really. that VR is being used <clears throat> more and more in a therapeutic sense. And uh, that's because, obviously, you know, the experience can be so real and so convincing for a lot of people, particularly if you have mm -hmm. any, you know, sort of any mental health problems anyway, that, you know, that that is a it, it can be a good thing and a bad thing, of course. And you are totally right, Tatiana. But at the same time, same, same token, it's a tricky one, because for me as a flight simmer, I want it as real as possible. But for something like a war game, it's like, where do you draw the line there? So, yeah, mm. I agree. Yeah. yeah, there's no harm in a flight sim to be realistic as long as you're not crashing into other planes and like seeing all the people <laughs> burning and, and, yeah. and dying like that. That would not be. Actually, you play. yeah, the both the two big flight sims, they, they make a point of not showing any uh, any uh sort of like you know crashing scenes or anything if you do crash it just resets itself it doesn't yes. you know glorify that kind of side of it which i think is good and it's, yeah. not the point. Right. it's not the point yeah. that's not why people play this game anyway not to crash planes to learn how to play them right. but yeah it's a be surprised <laughs> i think so so what i think about sniper elite this kill cam in my opinion it was glorifying that a bit too much that mm -hmm. killing you know, like I how agree. the bullet how the bullet goes into the guy's head, and then yeah, the brain is going. Yes, it's it's not so nice, in my opinion. So, in my opinion, this is nothing that I'm happy about that I'm doing that. So, I can totally understand the Italians want to get rid of the Nazis, absolutely. But I don't need to see how exactly this kills those guys. Mm -hmm. Anyways, probably oh, it's just me. <laughs> no, that's great to hear that. I thought no, I was the only person who thought that way. So that's good yeah. to hear. <laughs> oh. 
I, th- I think it's, I'm a very it's sensitive guy. <laughs> I think it's completely valid <laughs> viewpoint to have. I, I'm, I mean, generally, I don't believe. Okay, so that uh, we, we don't need to stay on this for, for any longer. That that is a right. personal preference where you, you right. feel like you're you're offended to a certain extent by this happening, and I can understand that. If you're offended, you're offended, and and that's you know that's to, in your opinion that that steps over the line. What I will say is that the debate with violence in video games means it's more focused around people saying that it will change your mentality to then go out and commit these horrific crimes. And that's sort of the the balancing. I I personally don't believe that's true, Um, but you can certainly be offended by it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Well, at least the fact that they give an option to turn it off. If yeah, you turn exactly. off the yeah. killing cam, do you see any other like excessive violence other than just like, you know, you shot someone, he fell down? Is there anything that mm-hmm. would... No, the rest no. is just normal, just like an FPS game. Yeah, And right. I do enjoy these games actually a lot. Just like this certain kill cam thing, in my opinion, was over the top. Anyways, right. other than that, I think it's an enjoyable game. For 30 euros, it's not too expensive. And yeah, it's uh, it's enjoyable, I would say. But it's not like, wow, you have to play this game. And honestly speaking, I enjoyed it probably as much as I enjoyed Medal of Honor. And Medal of Honor got totally trashed by so many people. So I don't understand now that this game now suddenly is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't get this. I don't get this relation. I think Medal of Honor is a really nice game. And uh, so I, I don't quite understand uh, this mismatch. Yeah, but honestly speaking, about, it's, yeah, it's a good I was, game. I was about to ask, because um, obviously you said you've played it and Gary, is, does it remind you of Medal of Honor then? Because I think one review yeah. said it's like what Medal of Honor should have been like. So I, I, get I, that it's very linear. I wouldn't go, go that far. I, to, personally, I, I prefer it to Medal of Honor. Um, and I think... Part of what people are saying, you know, not necessarily uh, reviewers, but I would say that in, in, on the whole, the price is better than Medal of Honor was. Um, to me, the price is the thing that really was a little bit disappointing with Medal of Honor because it was a full price, you know. Yeah, right. Okay, the price, game. right. Probably, uh, probably that true. is that is a, probably if Medal, Medal of Honor would have been $29 in the beginning, people would have loved it. I think, yeah, I think it would have yeah, made probably. it much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, there was Medal of Honor. Uh, no, no, there was Sniper Elite, Sniper Elite VR. Right, right. Let's go to our next topics, and it's just just like a, just like a small one. And um, this is going to be the bridge to the other topic that we would like to talk about. So VR is doing really well. VR content revenue grew by 30% in 2020, becoming media's fastest growing market. And that is interesting. So what this mm. actually means. VR grew more than film and traditional video games and music. Wow. wow. And music. So so I think we are we are onto something here with this show <laughs> and with virtual reality in general. So that is really good and what is also really good Companies start to make money. Companies start to make money with virtual reality. So Resolution Games, they made lots of money with Demio. They surpassed the multi-million dollars in revenue and they get 25 million in Series C funding. So in general, it does look really good now for virtual Mm. reality. So 
it seems like we are onto something here with this whole VR thing, Tatiana, right? Yeah, it's, it's finally <laughs> happening. It's finally happening. It's been yeah. just so long. But I think that at this, we're at this point where technology is finally allowing us to, to afford the experiences that people wanted probably like 20 years ago, but it was impossible to imagine. But now slowly, I still think that it's happening kind of slow, slower than, than us than, than we would, would want it, but it's just so good to, to see this happening finally. And we will Let's have so much more work <laughs> coming up. Right. It's, it's because the Quest 2, isn't it? Let's be honest here. That, that's, that's the For driving sure. factor. There was a new statistic showing Quest 2 is now... Yeah, I uh, saw the that. Used, the most used console to play Steam VR games, which is right. kind of crazy, you know, considering the fact that it wasn't like originally designed for PC VR. It was like exactly. a standalone thing with its own store. And then like, oh, we can actually play these other PC VR games. And now people go nuts and they use it to play everything, surpassing all of the other giants. And yes, it is because of Quest 2. And, it's a fantastic I mean, headset. There's nothing else I can say. It's a great headset. It's I it's, love it and I hate it. Everybody yeah. just have this hate love <laughs> We're going to get to this it. in a moment. Yeah, they want it to happen, but also like, where are the competitors? <laughs> Is there a competitor who could offer the wow, same thing to more? Very but tough. But it's not happening. So we, we got to love Quest 2. Got to love Quest 2. Yeah, not everything about it, obviously. But in general, it's an amazing headset. Mm. And yeah, thanks to it. The, the industry is growing, and thanks to it, companies are making money. The developers are making money. It hasn't been like this before when there was only PC VR, right? But now companies are making money. So, if, um, yeah. just very quickly, just if I could be slightly pessimistic on this <laughs> okay, point, please. Um, it's great. Overall, this is a great headline to have, and I, I think it's fantastic. Um, you would also say that what we're dealing with, what, what the other things that is being competed with here are basically established, more established industries, perhaps more stagnant industries. Um, so it makes sense that, that VR would be growing. VR is not stagnant and hopefully, you know, and it makes sense that it's growing. I do agree with Tatiana that it's not growing quite as quickly as we, we would all hope. And also the other thing to mention is that cinema has had, uh, film and cinema has had a major impact last year with covid so that could play a part in some of these things as well i don't think it should take away from the headline and the fact that vr is moving in the right direction either way it's in the same ballpark with all of these things i just think that it's not necessarily as clean cut as it, it looks like from this this uh headline um great news either way who cares <laughs> yeah right i, I agree with that I, I was thinking you know we're all at home right now not so much now thankfully but you know, I think VR has been the most incredible escapism people could experience, you know, yeah. uh, during mm -hmm. this pandemic. And uh, the quests allow people to do that. Um, so, it, yeah, I, I think in a weird sort of way, COVID has helped VR a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's true. Sort of, Absolutely. Can I just sidetrack it a little bit? Because all of this is inevitably connected with the, you know, the uh, reaching to consumers and convincing them the VR is the thing. And like... Cyber sickness is the thing that's blocking other people from trying it. And I just wanted to say it because it's kind of crazy. I talked to some of my friends about it, about like virtual reality and how awesome it can be. And they would tell me, oh, I tried VR. I didn't like it. I got sick. <laughs> yeah, probably they tried like, like, what, like Gear VR or they tried what like did you try? uh, and when did you try? Google but that's Cardboard. The thing. They think that if they tried yeah. VR once, any kind of VR, 
that's all the VR experience that there ever exists because they, they you know there's not enough knowledge to to kind of understand that the huge differences that different technology can offer to your experiences and and people think they tried VR once two <laughs> years ago and that's and that's it and they got sick two years ago after trying something they don't remember and they will never try it again because they didn't like it I just think it's such a huge problem the problem you, you, you're right I think. It's like, you know, when you meet someone for the first time, you uh, particularly or in an interview situation, if I can talk, you know, you have that judgment of someone within the first 30 seconds or so. My VR experience was absolutely mind blowing and it changed the way I thought about gaming forever. If your first experience of VR is feeling sick, your mind, your brain will remember that. And it's hard yeah. to get past that without sort of, you know. So I think some people, they need to realize that their first VR experience, just literally just take it easy. Mm. Go and play with that little robot yeah. thing in Oculus mm. or just, just just experience what it's like to be in this virtual world. And once you're hooked, that is it. And I think some people aren't getting that. They're probably going to try a roller coaster. For, I exactly. tried that roller coaster. Who did that and felt sick? I felt awful yeah, me when too. I tried that. I also tried a yeah, roller coaster. I didn't coaster even try it, but... Yeah, I kind right. of checked, well, we but, that. but yeah, Game exactly. Science teacher says the same thing that someone someone put her sister in roller coaster. Now she never wants to try VR again because she got exactly. sick. I it's think, like if if you get you know if you have a a, a coma or a curry and you get food poisoning, <laughs> you won't have it again. It's yeah, just, that's true. You're right. I think I think part of it as well is just trying to see, understand that the. the the technology, whenever you try VR, the technology is not necessarily where it is here and now. It's in the potential of it. As soon as you put a VR headset on, you are transported somewhere else. And that's the true potential of it. Whether it makes you ill or not in that moment is almost irrelevant because you know at some point in the future, the technology will progress to the point where it won't make you ill. And it can provide you with experiences which you could only dream of a decade ago. I think ago. we have already reached that point because mm -hmm. with the Quest 2, with the six degrees of freedom and the great tracking, I don't think people will get sick when they play no. on for the first time. It was really before when when we had this uh, when we had these non six degrees of freedom headsets that people got sick. Do you think it, the people will get sick with uh, a uh, question? Yeah. When I tried VR skater, sorry, uh, go on. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. You started the sentence. I know, I'm just saying, like you know, VR skater, which I absolutely love. Um, uh, my friend tried VR skater and immediately felt sick. Straight away. Okay. It's a bad idea. Here. It's a bad idea for a game. Sorry, yeah. Steve, but it's like a yeah. moving. Any kind of any kind of game where you're moving is a no-no for the first timers. It's always yeah, no, sorry, something this, very this, static. Right. Yeah, this guy, um, he actually had played VR before. He wasn't completely new to it, sorry. Right. But, it depends uh, on the games for sure. Yeah, he still felt sick yeah. on it. So you just gotta be careful. Of for course. me, it's always Beat Saber. Is Beat Saber is like it's the perfect. the first right. game to play. Perfect. You're standing in the same plane. You're doing something like it feels amazing. Like that's it. Table but there are good. people. Table tennis. Yeah, but it's kind oh, of like a simulator, right? So it's not. It doesn't show anything crazy. It's just to say, wow, how real it can feel. And I'm going for wow, how, <laughs> yeah. how like I'm. I can't do this in the real world. Like that's what I'm usually going for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, so it's going, it's, it's looking good. And for sure, the Quest 2 is part of a reason why it's looking quite good. And yeah, we did have some controversy a few weeks ago about the, the, the Quest 2 and Facebook and Facebook trying to start ads in games and resolution games. They were part of that controversy where they yeah tried or where they where they joined that beta program 
of Facebook allowing developers to add advertisement to the games. And I would love to talk about this for a moment with you, not too long, but I would simply like to understand what you guys and girl think about it. Um, so the controversy was that Resolution Games, the makers of Demio and Blast On, they joined that beta program, that test, and they simply wanted to put some advertisements into Blast On. And then they got a shitstorm basically for that, for taking part in, in that program and people review bombed their game, Blast On, which actually is a good game. It has a quite high rating, but then people were just going crazy and people were like review bombing the game and the reviews went down and down and down. And then after a couple of days, um, Resolution Game said, okay, no problem. We're not going to take part in this anymore. And that's it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I simply, I simply want to know. Not that's it. Uh, not that's it. I mean, for that game, for Blast On. Well, yeah, but yeah, right. the whole idea of you know people were angry that there would be ads in games in <laughs> right. that period. Yeah, some people were more mad about the fact that there would be ads in paid games, like games that they already right. paid for. But in general, like the general trend that I saw, like online and reading about you know, people's opinions, just in general, they didn't want ads. In VR, because it's one thing when you're sitting in front of your computer and something's popping up, you can close them. You don't have to look at them if it's a game. If you're in VR, you're there. You you can't look away. Mm -hmm. And they didn't really say no to it. You just sw switched it to, I believe, the game called Bait. Yeah, right. where they switched the ads right, to. Right. And also, that alone doesn't mean that there won't be any ads in paid games. So... A lot of people took it like, oh, we won. We're not going to have ads in Blaston, which is a paid game. We will it's have the ads. Funniest in the thing. Game. People said but, they won. <laughs> and and like this is just one game. And Facebook will go on. They will just continue with their agenda. This one example didn't really prove much other than um resolution games didn't maybe you know wanted to find an easier way to to put in those ads in there. But anyway, <laughs> maybe someone else wants to say something. I can, like, this is the topic that I can talk about for many, yeah. many hours. Yeah, me, so too. I will me be... too. That's interesting. So Paradise Decay says, the backlash for Blaston is proof we don't want ads in our face in VR. So, um, Gary, what do you think about this? Do you think that this backlash is going to change Facebook's mind now about ads in virtual reality and we're not going to see them and they're going to stop the whole program? No, no, of course not. That's not going to happen. But the, um, I, I think in this particular case, it was just poorly um, presented out there. People were bound to it. Nobody was going to want this. But there was The backlash was so predictable that anybody could have seen it from Resolution Games to Facebook. Everybody at Facebook knew this was going to have backlash anyway. They just didn't care. And that's, that's their, their position. They're a data company and that's why they didn't care. And this is still going to persist in the background. The, the point I, I want to make, because I think it's fair that people were annoyed that they pay for a game and then they get ads in there. Nobody wants ads in VR. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody wants ads on mobile games. But there comes a point where in order to sustain an ecosystem, you have to monetize it 
without asking people to pay for it. And that's where ads come into play. Um, so this is, this is, it's not good. And the point I'll make is if we consider VR as being a, a gaming platform, purely gaming, we have that focused view that, that VR is a gaming peripheral ads should not exist in that platform in in my opinion whether whether uh, I, I mean i could be persuaded with the the free apps but what i'm saying is that vr overall is a paradigm shift in computation not just in gaming it's a paradigm shift in everything in my opinion and in the decades to come that is going to become more relevant both in vr and in ar and if you think we're going to avoid ads altogether in vr i think honestly and i don't want to make any enemies saying this i don't want to i, I just think it's a little bit naive to think we, that we're not going to get ads in vr um, because you can't sustain the internet without ads it, it would completely break down and i believe that VR will become so big that it won't just be about gaming. It will be about everything to do with computing. And that's where ads are inevitable. In this particular case, cut it back. It was wrong for them to put ads in Blast on. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I must say, I don't think it's inevitable that there are ads in those games. Look at, look at Steam. This is a beautiful um, ecosystem of games. Where, where they, make, they make so much money with getting a cut 30% of those games. And there's it works. It's a self-sustaining platform. People love it. It's all about gaming. Look at PlayStation. Look at all these platforms that are about games and then can do without ads. So I don't think it's inevitable. It's probably what Facebook wants, wants to, to make us uh, think because, well, it's their business model. Facebook's model is you are the product. And that's what they want to bring into virtual reality now as well. And especially with that huge data that, that they can get from us, our height, where we look at, everything. Basically, so many things as if we would have a camera on us that, that checks everything that we do. It is like this in VR. And it's like a treasure trove of data that they want to use for 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 um, advertising and making us the product. And we let them, we allow them to do that. If we just say, now, you know what? It's inevitable. Let's let's go for it. It's and inevitable in VR, not necessarily in gaming. That was my point. Okay. okay. I, if yeah. you take gaming as VR is gaming, it's not inevitable necessarily in there, but it's a wider context of what VR could become in the future, VR and AR, then I think advertising is inevitable at that point. Okay, so like when you are mm -hmm. saying Quest and you are in this home, so this is basically the Facebook's platform, this is the Facebook's domain, you haven't entered any games, they kind of have the power to put ads there because mm. like Sebastian said, this is their business model, this is what they built their business on. And now, But now they are trying to step into the Oculus and now I'm going to talk about Oculus as a separate thing from Facebook because they acquired it and it wasn't, that their business model was not Oculus's business model at all. So I agree. They're trying to impose it because this is how they work. And as in any big, um, like large businesses, large companies, they listen to their consumers' feedback. But at the same time, they assess how 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 large is it? They're, they're not going to tell us, you know, how many people, what, what is the percentage of people that have um, complained about ads or how many people were actually, um, you know, mad about it. They returned the game, they left the comments, but they do track it. Like 
they do it. <laughs> and that's why I kind of have this belief that it is in people's hands to to voice those opinions, to to like take an action, even if it's just like sending a complaint, like they have a customer service contact and they can um, send their opinion, they can um, say that we don't want that. So basically if they do yeah. anything, it will get registered. But the, the, the trick is whether that backlash is large enough for them to do something. They can easily Agreed. ignore it if it's like 0.5% of all users. So that's the thing. It's I do believe it is in our hands. I also, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you, Tatiana. And you know what? Actually, in general, I am not against ads. Like, for example, I have a, a Kindle, an Amazon Kindle, that ebook reader. And I bought the cheaper version, which has an ad on the front page. However, the, the point is, when I bought it, I knew this is going to happen. I had the choice. Do I want to have... The Kindle, which is $100 cheaper, but it has this advertisement on the front page? Or do I pay $100 more and go for the one that doesn't have advertisement? So I had the choice. But with a $299 Facebook uh, Oculus Quest, it didn't tell me, hey, it's $299 and we're going to show you ads to support it. I think if it was so clear, if it was here on the sticker page, like, yes, This is cheap. This is only $299, but it's going to be full of ads and we're tracking everything that you do and you become the product, but it's so cheap. Then it's okay, in my opinion. Then people know what they get into. Don't you agree with that? I, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, so, sorry Steve, just very quickly. I'll, I'll, if you could, yeah, I'll just pass it over to you just very quickly because That's I don't disagree with anything that, that Tatiana or Sebastian have said here. I think we're discussing two different things. I think I've gone a little bit in a, a tangent direction because my point <laughs> is more about the difference between VR being a gaming platform in the current day and age of the Quest And what, what they did here is wrong. They're, they're, in my opinion, it's, it's completely wrong, so I'm completely with you. My, my wider point is that VR in the coming decades is going to become more aligned with AR and become more important in everybody's daily life, and it will then inevitably have ads in there, in my, yeah. in my opinion. Okay. You're right. So, sorry, totally Steve. Agree. Yes, yeah. totally agree no, with that. No, it's fine. I, I, you know, I think I'm just listening, actually, to all your views on it because... Uh, You know, I think I really think Sebastian's spot on with this. I think if it, if you when you bought the Quest 2, if you was aware that ads was going to be something that was going to be added in, uh, then fine. I would have never bought one in the first place. I think they are really pushing their luck now but for me personally. Mm -hmm. um, I already, you know, I can I appreciate that they're already using my data, but it's an amazing headset, and I, you know, it's fine if they want to use that to offset the cost. But now we're talking about ads as well. If that happens on a more of a stronger scale, which it probably will be, that's the day I get rid of my quest. And that's probably mm -hmm. what I'm going to say on it, really. But yeah. So getting, yeah. getting back to the blast on situation. So I, I, I was reading what people were saying, and there are a lot of those who are saying that, you know, blast on, it just sold out. They gave in to this and we're going to pay them back or we're going to protest in the form of these bad reviews. So they did what they did. And then there's another group of people who are saying that, developers shouldn't be punished for this policy that Facebook introduced and that it's unfair to resolution games to to do what, what um, you know, to experience this sort of negative backlash from the user. So I actually want to ask you guys, because I've thought about it. I, I know what I think, but I want to ask you, 
<laughs> do you think that it's Facebook's, Facebook should sort of bear the responsibility for what's happening and the developers should be kept out of it because they are producing a nice game that people like, but they're getting this unfair treatment? Or is it the resolution games in this case fault or responsibility um, and they should take it because it was their decision to follow um, and to take up on the Facebook's offer to put games? Okay. To put ads I, in games. Right, right. So in my opinion, first of all, everything should have been communicated in a better way. Like, for example, Blast On could have said, you know what, we, we, we want to try this advertisement better, but only in order to finance extra content that we wouldn't have done otherwise. And that is actually the case. It's about extra content, extra levels that they would finance with that that wouldn't have come otherwise. Okay, if you understand that point, then you don't have the point, oh, I've already paid for the game. This is some extra content that would not be there without monetizing it. So this, they could, they could have like um, communicated that way better. But in general, it is absolutely not the developer's fault to, to try to implement some ads. Of course, it's Facebook. This is all Facebook's idea. Right to, to, to force us to use the Facebook login to make us the product and then to sell our um, profiles to the people who want to advertise. Definitely Facebook should get all the heat and not those blast-on makers. Yeah. That's, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense at all. It's like killing the messenger. That's what happened in my opinion. I I, I don't know how to stop it, though, because Facebook need to do this. They, they just are going to do this. How do we stop this? The way we stop it is by having a valid competitor that we yeah, have exactly. an option to choose. Exactly. Because at the moment, we don't. And that's the end. Because Facebook can't stop. This is the, the, this is what makes their business tick. So they, we can't say, don't put ads in VR no. to Facebook because they, they won't listen. Yeah. What we can do is not buy the Quest. But as you can tell, nobody. of course, nobody will do it. So right now, probably it is the right way to not buy any games that are yeah. that are that have ads in it, or yeah, who knows? Yeah, and I don't mean to go against Tatiana's point there, where I do believe we do have a voice, especially when we're we're we talking have. to developers um, individually on this. I do think that's true. I just think that our voice is lost in the sea of uh, just uh, ignorance in terms of Facebook because they they simply have to do what they have to do to survive and uh, nothing can penetrate what they are setting out to do sure, surely though blast on would have they could have like just said um ah, i'd rather not use ads in my game i mean th obviously they were thinking financially there you go about it as well so I th it's not all facebook's doing not i, I don't think it is i think it's partly to do with the game developer as well they, they they was obviously approached as you know and had that opportunity to, to you know go for it or just to say no and they did say yes to start with so they they've did, gone yeah. back mm -hmm. on themselves so it is, exactly. it's not on facebook really in this case they had a choice they their arms weren't twisted into doing what they did and actually when you're yeah. putting an ad in your game the ads become a part of your of the product it's a part of the game now you can't really separate like oh no this is the game this is the graphics this is the gameplay and this is just ads this is not a part of the game well no because you're buying the whole thing now if it's yeah, the part of the package, the company understands it. Company needs to be able to defend their decision. 
Mm. Yeah, but how about it, it, how about the fact that this would only be to finance extra levels that people wouldn't get yeah, otherwise? That's not, that's not good enough. Just just that's not what five, they said. five pounds. Not what they said. No, that's, yeah, that's D yeah, DLC. but that's what they said a bit later. D a bit later, they said that. Do you, do you wonder as well though if um, because Resolution Games have a history of mobile gaming platform? Yeah, so, so they know. I wonder yeah. if they didn't money. predict this backlash. Just thought, yeah, that seems like a good idea. We'll go for that. They didn't predict this backlash on the same level that perhaps we're scrutinizing them on. Yeah, that's a bit funny, in my opinion. Like, I, I could, I could totally foresee something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, for sure. I, so I, I don't quite understand why they made it, why they let them showcase them like this, or probably they weren't aware. That that they were the only company that would want to try it that was part of this beta and that Facebook would so aggressively show them, yeah, right, like oh here blast on here they are trying it, you know, pro it, the whole thing was was strange. <laughs> anyways, yeah. Anyways, like for me the point is, like the point that I was just making, um, yeah, I am not against advertisement in general. Yeah, just just make it super transparent. Let there be a Facebook a Quest uh, two or three that is supported by ads that forces you to log in with your Facebook account that costs two hundred and fifty dollars or even cheaper one hundred ninety nine dollars, and make a regular um, priced Quest that costs probably I don't know three hundred ninety nine or four hundred fifty dollars where you don't get forced to log yeah, in with I agree Facebook. With that. Totally. And where, where, you, where you don't see the ads mm -hmm. and then everyone is happy, I think. Mm -hmm. Even I would be super yeah. happy and I would like totally promote the quest. Sure. Actually, yeah. I love the quest, but I can't do it right now <laughs> on my channel because I, I hate what they're doing with that forced Facebook login. But Surely if they would do it like this, then I would, yeah. I would totally I would celebrate the company, but not like this. They should listen to you, sir, because if they yeah. did what you suggested, they'd Many actually sell more. Many companies should follow me. They would sell, they would <laughs> sell more. They would sell more. Yeah. It's, it is interesting, though, that um, there weren't actually any ads in the game yet. Like, nobody had actually seen them. People started all of this just based on the knowledge. So it is one argument, I guess, to make that it was just the idea that people were protesting against. It was an act of protest. Like, they just didn't want it, period. They didn't want to see it. They didn't want to, like, but try it. But see, maybe it's not so bad. Like, no, <laughs> it's a hard no. We don't want it. Yeah. So that is one of the thing, one of the arguments to make that maybe it wasn't that bad, but but if people just not even open to this idea in general, they have the right, like they're entitled to their opinion in this matter. I think I don't think that they were review bombing because bombing is, I don't know, they they had a reason to to do that. I guess as consumers, we all have a right to our opinion if it's about the the content that we are paying for. I think that. The users have the right to do what they want with the reviews, with their feedback, because that's the whole point for the company yeah. to cater to consumers' needs and not vice versa. Right, yeah. right. I don't, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think um, when the ads, I think Gaming Science Teacher just said actually as well, uh, the extreme review bombing happened before the ads were implemented um, based on, on the feedback of that kind of stuff. And I think it's, it's difficult from a development point of view when we don't know what went on behind the scenes with the Facebook uh, resolution games discussions around this. Facebook could have been portraying this in a fantastic light to yeah, resolution games. And they thought, wow, yeah, let's well, go. Why amazing, not? Yeah. Who wouldn't love this? Yeah, probably, um, probably. 
and then their dreams and hopes were shattered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? They, they, I mean, they did make the right decision in the end based on feedback. Yeah, that um, was right. Exactly. That was good. So let's see how Facebook is going to force ads on us because it's going to happen. That is their business model. That is simply their business model. And there's so much money in it. And I'm just thinking about like uh, Quest 3 with face tracking. Wow. The, the, the amount of data is going to, to be unbelievable. And it's like, like you know, like their companies pay lots of money to to these companies that will give you data about these kind of things like focus groups and and where do people look at when they see ads and they will have millions of people who look at ads millions of people who look at videos in that future quest that has eye tracking and this data they can sell to those companies that make ads to make the ads even better to know to analyze where people are looking at. It's like we we become the product. We shouldn't even pay $199 for a Quest 3 that has eye tracking. They should pay us so that we use that device mm -hmm. and give them our data. Yeah, and I really hope... Like a research with, group. Research yeah, group. We are yeah. the research group. So I really hope that with yeah. shows like this, people will understand what's going on, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think they will... The, the Quest 3 is going to have it. It's going to cost like $250 and people will go crazy because Facebook tells them, you know what, for the added rendering <laughs> and that's it. It's, it's, but I will still be here to tell people about it and we will tell people about it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be like this. So that is yeah, something that we need to discuss and that we need to make the people aware of what it means giving Facebook all that data and even thanking them for that. Yep, that is something that is important and we should talk about. Yeah, do you have any more things you want to talk about uh, in terms of this uh, Facebook ad controversy? It just always gets so dark every time we talk about Facebook. Yeah, because it is. It <laughs> every is time. Super depressing. It is every super single dark. time. It is. It is super dark. And instead of hyping the device, we should understand that there is more to it than a $299 price tag. As the great time, as the device is, as great as the device is, we need the to. The only time that. I would uh, accept ads in a game is if it was free to play, and even then, I'm not sure because, like Warzone, I love Warzone, and that doesn't have any ads in it, does it? I don't think it does. Never noticed it anyway. So it's my, yeah, so this yeah, it's microtransactions, isn't it? So you can it is. yeah, that's fine. It's well, kind yeah. of annoying, but you know, if you want to yeah, do microtransactions, yeah. that's fine. But yeah, no. The day that actually happens more mainstream is the day the Quest 2 goes on eBay <laughs> for me. <laughs> right, right. Okay, cool. Then let's talk about our next topic. And our next topic is the following. It's the Lynx. It's a very interesting headset. Yeah, let's have a look at it. Looks like this. It is wow. a headset that can do VR and they can do super high quality pass-through AR. So it has a bunch of cameras here. And with these cameras, it scans your environment. And then you can see your own environment. And, 
and the headset can superimpose pictures on top of it. So basically an AR headset. And the company has shown some videos about how it looks, and it, it simply looks stunning, like an unbelievable pass-through, like way better, like not comparable to the pass-through that we see on the Valve Index or on the Quest, like super, super nice in colors, and that could be pretty beautiful. And well, this device was supposed to be a business-to-business -business headset, but now the CEO um, of this company, he came out on a, with a YouTube video and he said, you know what, we have changed our business model. This is not going to be a B2B headset. This is going to be a B2C headset. And it's going to start as a Kickstarter quite soon, in the end of summer, he said. And the interesting part is this is going to cost way under $1,000. So probably it's going to cost a few hundred dollars. And the CEO said they want to compete against the Quest. Wow. That Yay. is like... Goodness. Yeah, wow. that is cool. That is, of course, really cool. Ambitious. Very ambitious. I love that ambition. However, I'm also wondering, of course, how is that going to happen? Like, um, like, like how how will this company compete against the Quest? Because, well, if you want to compete against the Quest, it means you want to offer a headset that has games. That has lots of games, right? And I don't know. I don't understand. Like, how will this have games? There is no um, controllers. It, everything works with hand tracking. I think they do want to work together with a third-party company to provide controllers as well. But, um, yeah. So my first thoughts are simply how. How do they want to compete against the Quest? Do you have any ideas, any of you? Have, have, do you have any thoughts? How can they pull this off? Someone said uh, the light bleed is going to be a bit of an issue. Which I no, no, no. They, it does How's look it like work? this, but, but they have some kind of, I don't know how, how to it's call it. It's an They have an add-on. They have, they have an add-on. Add add yeah. I was going to say, um, right, because, it, yeah, yeah, it looks very unusual. It's a little bit ugly looking, if I'm honest, but, I mean, it doesn't really matter <laughs> what it looks like, I suppose. But, yeah. I mean, what's the resolution? It's, I'm trying to look at the article. It's, it's 1600 by 1600, I think it is. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so it's uh, ah. not the highest resolution or anything like that. Oh, I'm out then. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, but but it's it's comparable to the Quest 2, isn't it, really? Uh, it's, I guess, a it? it's a standalone it, headset. Yeah. Standalone it has headset. the XR2 oh. chipset, right? Yeah, it should no, be it's... like the batteries in the back of the headset. And yeah. So, but the, the, the question still is, of course, like, what kind of content can it play? So, I believe this is Steam VR compatible. So, this, this is one thing. So, you can probably play wirelessly. You can play your Steam VR library wirelessly. And that is cool. If it looks, if it has good, good optics, the question is still, like, um, do you think if it costs, like, the same as the Quest, let's say it costs... $300. Do you think this has a chance? Or yes. Wh wh who, 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 will, who will pick this up? I will buy it. I will buy this oh. the day that uh, Quest, the Quest 2 uh, delivers ads and forces <laughs> me to watch stuff like a Black Ma uh, Mirror episode. I will put that on eBay <laughs> and the £150 I get from that, I'll put it towards this links and buy one of those. I think a lot of people should do the same. 
Definitely. Who's, who's going to do the Kickstarter then? I think it's in September, isn't it, the stick Kickstarter for this? Because um, yeah. I'm tempted. I, I don't really do mm-hmm. Kickstarters at all, but I'm, I'm yeah. tempted with this one, actually. This and cool. it, it's mainly like the – I'm interested in the AR side more right. than the VR I know, side. I know you want AR, yeah. Gary. I know you want it. <laughs> so uh, it how much – Yeah, it does. The AR looks unbelievably good. And yeah, I don't have the, the video here right now. Probably I will prepare this for another time, but it looks stunning, the AR. looks really good. So, Gary, what do you think? How much would you be willing to pay in a Kickstarter? Uh, yeah, well, it's interesting you, you say what I'd be willing to pay because I, I guess for me, from what I've seen of the specs and everything so far, it looks fantastic. Um, but there's there's a limit. There's just a natural cutoff for me of what I, I think I would pay. And I think if this is anything above 500 uh, then I'm, I'm out immediately. I would rather it be much lower than that and, and comparable to the Quest 2. I think one of the quotes, actually, from the CEO said, it, he actually said a couple of hundred dollars, which that can't be right. That can't be right. I'm sure one of the quotes that he said is a couple of hundred dollars. He said, well below a thousand and a couple of hundred, mm. which can't be right. Yeah. It's got to be, I mean, I would, yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. say it's got to be like a 400 hundred uh, dollars I, w- I would imagine and i'm prepared to go in for this purely well not purely but mainly for the ar side of this because the videos out there of this look fantastic the latest amazing fantastic really looked amazing yeah in terms of the the uh just quickly before i'll finish off with this point actually because the interesting point with this if they are positioning it as a quest to competitor the lack of control is is a big issue and I think it's got this Finch uh, controller compatibility as well as Steam VR controller compatibility. I was just looking at these Finch controllers because I wasn't familiar with them. But you can basically get third-party controllers that will work with this headset. Um, um, so that's one way of doing it. But that's not going to compete with the Quest 2, in my opinion, because you need integrated in-the-box controllers in order to fulfill that requirement, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, I agree. The, opt- the optics sound really interesting, and there's a word I'm not even going to try and pronounce, but it's like a fourfold freeform prism optics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say that other word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's, it just, I had too many beers to try and uh, <laughs> pronounce that word, but what is that? But that, I'm intrigued by that because obviously it negates the need for eye tracking, which, because um, obviously the sweet spot or eye box okay. is quite small on it. So that's something yeah. I'd be intrigued uh, to try. Yeah, it's. Um, the lenses are weird. <laughs> That's the only thing I can say. It's like they have some some certain kind of geometry. Like I don't, I, I can't very describe clever. it. It's, I can't even describe it. And the, the way, the, the reason why they had this very special geometry is because they were hiding like an eye tracking sensor in the lens, in the lens, and ah. therefore they had this super strange geometry of of the lenses. However, now for the Kickstarter, they I think they got rid of this of the eye tracker because they don't need it anymore for some reason. But they still keep on these having these weird lenses. However, when we saw that through the lens footage of the device, it looked fine. It looked perfectly fine. So yeah, it's something that we simply have to try to check out, out ourselves. And it would be amazing if this could compete with the Quest. But from my first impression, from really my, my first impression, I don't I don't see them compete against the Quest. Yeah, exactly the, from the same reason. We we would need to have 
these controllers right in the box which work perfectly just the same as the quest ones mm -hmm. and for for those finch controllers i don't know how good they are i tried some finch controllers at some uh, expo and it was really terrible honestly speaking probably there was two years ago or so probably now they're better so yeah i don't know i have no idea oh. You, you know, it's a question. I kind of yeah. wonder when they say compete with Quest 2, it might not necessarily mean that they want to make a copy of Quest 2. Yeah, it does some, exactly the same okay. thing that it does. Right. So maybe by, you know, creating a standalone headset that's consumer-oriented and not finally something that's not for corporations, uh, and adding this AR component that's making it... A whole like new new dimension as it the whole new dimension to the VR headset or making a mixed reality even so maybe they are just a, approaching it from a different angle. We're not going to yeah. make a, a copy. We still have access to Steam games, so you have games, but we also have this amazing AR that we can create like a whole bunch of different stuff. So yeah, I also don't see it becoming like a direct competitor, meaning like uh, uh, offering the same things but better. But I think they're just they're just approaching it with new angles. I like the idea. And probably this is just also like a, head, a standalone headset that does great things like it can stream your Steam VR library or probably they come up with something, hey, you know what? All of your Steam VR games will be streamed from the cloud <laughs> somehow. Some some interesting thing, something that already works actually, right? Gary and me, we've tried that out already. Like this uh, Steam VR streaming from the cloud. Who knows? Or probably probably they have something like you know what? We have an open store, an open store, something like SideQuest. Probably they can even be compatible with SideQuest from day one. That, that would blow people away. That would be great. Right? People would love it. Like a non-Facebook headset where there's a cool store with cool stuff in it. And yeah, which uh, w w where there are no privacy concerns. And that's also what the CEO has pointed out, right? That they want to be the antithesis to that Facebook privacy shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, wow, that part, I really, really like it. And mm -hmm. I, I really absolutely wish them the best. And I would love to try out the device and uh, and simply, yeah, I wish them all the best. Like, I root for them. I absolutely root for them. And I'm looking forward to find out what they can do and also what they come up with for this AR part. Like, mm -hmm. what will be there? What kind of apps or games can we use with that? And I'm also intrigued. So, yeah. same with Gary. I'm interested in the Kickstarter. So, probably I will also chip in. Yeah, yeah, I know. I when will for it, sure ship in. There's no question. When is it kicking probably... off? When is it kicking September, off? The... September, the Kickstarter. So I don't know the date, nice. but yeah, it's in September. I'll be back. I'll be back so, in September. Okay. <laughs> so what, what would you be prepared to pay then, Sebastian, with the Kickstarter? I mean, you, you'll get it no matter what, but if you were a normal person, what would you? <laughs> <laughs> if I was a normal person. Okay, let me think. Yeah, if I was a normal person. Yeah, probably all, <laughs> probably also like you the same, like four hundred. Yeah, yeah. Something like this, a bit more than the quest, or probably four hundred, four hundred seventy nine. I would still think is reasonable. Yeah, yeah, that, that seems fair. I mean, I, if they can, because somebody did say that they said a few hundred. The vote to VR article does say that they said. I'm just reading it now. It says, or just a couple hundred dollars. Uh -huh, um, okay. I can't believe that 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 can be. And I mean, you would expect something like $400, $500, I would imagine. Yeah, maybe yeah. quite a couple, in the meaning several 
or a possibly, few. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, possibly, yeah. That's how yeah. I say it. Sometimes I say a couple, but I need yeah, like yeah, three yeah, or four yeah. to make this also, mistake. Yeah, I think, you know, they also, they are not, uh, their first language is not English, just like mine. So we don't know oh, how maybe, to say it yeah. right. Yeah, so, could, yeah, yeah. so yeah. no idea. <laughs> could so, be a couple of thousand then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'll say, you know, I'm French. I didn't mean it. It's $5,000. <laughs> No, it's all, yeah, right. Um, Someone in the chat said maybe he meant a couple hundred dollars below a thousand. Oh, <laughs> so maybe. That, yeah, that's yeah maybe. I, yeah, that's I hope that's, but I hope that's not what he meant. Because that's not way. No, that's not how it's presented in this way. article. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a right. lot of English classes that are needed to, to, to kind of say it better, because that would be too many misrepresentations of his ideas. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, it's something exciting. And let's see what they have to offer. The, the CEO was hinting at some cool things that will blow our minds. And I love my mind to be blown in VR and AR. So I'm absolutely looking forward to find out what the links is all about and the Kickstarter campaign, how well it will run, and simply what kind of apps, games, and stuff we will be able to run. Well, I would think it's such, it would be such a good idea to have some kind of store, something like SideQuest or even SideQuest compatible from the start, like an OpenXR store, right? The, the headset is also supposed to be OpenXR compatible, which means like all the games which are programmed against the OpenXR standard would work on that without anything. That, that would be pretty... Incredible, right? Mm. Just giving you some ideas here. What could happen? So, yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Excited, <laughs> though. I, I honestly, I, 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 Let's yeah, see I didn't know about it. I learned about this when yeah. you sent this article. I'm like, nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's see. Let's see. That's going to be that's gonna be good. Yeah. <laughs> and real, Paul says, it sounds like Atari Lynx. Yeah, exactly. That was a very nice handheld at its time, but it had a very bad battery life. <laughs> yeah, that's long ago. Okay, cool. Let's go to our next topic. And the topic is the following topic. The Steam Deck. Does it have anything to do with virtual reality? No. <laughs> Did we all pre-order it? Yes. <laughs> but why? <laughs> Gary, we are Flatsome Guy and Tatiana. Why did you why did you pre-order the Steam Deck? I haven't. I don't oh, even know what not. it is. Oh you have you don't know what it is. Okay, no. great. Oh, Please tell me guys, what it okay. is. Okay. Okay, so for all the people who don't know yet about the Valve Steam Deck. The Valve Steam Deck is a portable, it is a PC in handheld form. Something like the Switch. The Switch is from Nintendo. You can play Nintendo games on it. This is something similar from Steam, from Valve. And on this portable PC, you will be able to play all of your Steam library, all of your 2D games. You will be able to bring them with you wherever you go. And yeah, you can simply play all of your Steam games. Doom Eternal, and all, the, all the good stuff, all the good stuff that is there. And this device is also a fully fledged PC with ports. So you can, yeah, you can connect peripherals to it. You can connect a monitor to it. You can wirelessly connect your joysticks, joypads to it and play against somebody else. And this thing has a battery life of what they say is two to eight hours, depending on what game you play. Could you link your Quest 2 to it via Airlink? 
That's a, that's the question. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's exactly question. the question that we need that's to talk about now. We're oh, sorry. Betting yeah. on. We are literally just, betting on it right uh, now. That's yeah. why you see everyone getting. <laughs> <that. laughs> Is that? I, I, I guess I've just asked the question everyone's thinking about. But that's the first thing that came to my head. I'm yeah, seeing this for the first time. I don't know nothing about this. That's okay, the first, costs, first thing yeah. I thought of. Okay, then let me go on a bit. It costs four, uh, there are three kind of different versions of it. The cheapest one is 419 euros in the US. That's $399. has 64 gigabyte. And the other versions, they are a bit more expensive. And the only difference is that they have more storage. The most expensive one is 679 euros, has 512 gigabyte. The medium version is 549 euros. And uh, the most expensive one has one little advantage. It has um, premium anti-glare anti edge glass. That is the only difference. So it is cheap, honestly speaking. I think for 490 euro, in my opinion, this thing basically blows away the switch. You know, so many people have waited for the Switch 2, which could do high resolution or what, and they didn't get it. But here now, we get a device that can play all of our 2D games in a cool way. It has all the controls that we would need, like two analog sticks, two um, yeah, mouse kind of pads or something. We have like uh, two trigger buttons on the right and left, and we even have a grip button. Wow. So so I think this is pretty sexy hardware. Don't you think, uh, Steve? It is. I must admit, it looks beautiful. Uh, it's very tempting. Even, you know, as a, as a, just a, not as a VR enthusiast, but just as a gamer, exactly, a, a, exactly. a tech lover, it, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of like, maybe I should pre-order it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Don't yeah. forget it. We're all still gamers. Yeah, gamers. <laughs> Have you guys first. all pre-ordered this? Have you yeah, of all course. Everyone oh pre-ordered this. Right, I yeah. better go uh, do it now then. Making them rich. <laughs> yeah, but but it's Making it's too late rich. now already for you. You can only pre-order <laughs> oh, the you can only pre-order the um, the cheapest version now. The others are already gone. Ah, are they really? It. Yes. Really? Yes. For oh. me, I cannot. It says like uh, only in the in the, the first Sebastian, quarter. Which one? Which one I, did you order? You know what happened? I thought you know what? Haha! <laughs> I'm funny. I'm going to I'm going to order them all. And <laughs> you can't get them all. And then, and then, and then I tried to, and then I tried to check out, but it didn't work. And then I lost like, like precious minutes. <laughs> and then I, then when I went back, I could only order the cheapest one. And you know what? That's fine, because the, they all have like a micro SD card slot. So even the the cheapest one with sixty four gigabyte, you can just put in a in a card, and that's it. So so it's it's fine. This is interesting that they switched the order availability. Oh, kind of. Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm checking it right now. So all of it is gone. So basically, mine okay. will be delivered in the second quarter of 2022. And so if I was a little bit faster, it would have been de delivered in the first quarter. So dang it. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's so funny. I've never even heard of this before. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it just happened like two, it happened just happened two days ago. Yeah, yeah. It just happened two days ago. <laughs> the, the thing is, as well, so um, with this, I, I expect, because like you mentioned, Sebastian, why are we talking about this on a VR show? Well, the reason is <laughs> yeah. because everybody's talking about this. Um, and I expect, like, all of these videos coming out of people trying to plug in their index and play VR with this on, like, of as course. soon as they get it. You've got to try it, haven't you? Of at course. Least. It's got to happen. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it won't run, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to stick everything into this. I mean, which is a VR headset. Mm -hmm. There is no way. Yeah. 
<laughs> there is uh, there is no way that this will run. I mean, I'm interested to try like really low end VR games, but this yeah, won't this won't run almost anything on that level. It's a I mean, as a gaming device, as a handheld gaming device, the it's thing amazing. that makes it is, yeah, it's fantastic. It's it can play AAA games, you know, seven twenty p. It's got yeah. like an eight hundred. Uh, it's slightly different uh, aspect ratio on this screen, but for for all you know, it's seven twenty p screen effectively, and it, it will run them really well by all accounts. I'm really excited for this as a flat gaming uh, peripheral. Yeah, same I don't, here. Yeah. And you know Has what? It got the, the OLED screen. Is it OLED? Seven, no, I don't think so. Ah, no. that's a shame. No. <laughs> but you know what? Even if it's just 720p. You, you, it's like a, it's so small. The screen, it will look like yeah. okay, basically. You, you won't. Fine. Yeah, yeah. You sense. won't see. You, you won't see the 720p like on a monitor. It's going to look on a big monitor. It's going to look yeah, really I, good. My, my last the, phone was a uh, 720p. It was a really small one. This is a 4K, and the 720p looked better because it was a smaller screen. <laughs> yeah, so that kind of makes sense. The other thing we should probably mention, because I think people have talked about it in chat, is that the, the difference in storage as well is in terms of how fast the storage is um, as you go for the higher models as well. And um, I'm interested to see, actually, how well games run off the SD card. Because Oh, I yeah, think you're right. Yeah, I think they've got mm -hmm. some... They're working on some technology behind the scenes to get this to work better than it otherwise would, um, which is interesting anyway. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So I would like to ask into our chat, who of you have pre-ordered the Steam Deck? Please say <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, for all of you who have not pre-ordered the Steam Deck, please say no. Just to just <laughs> to uh, get an idea about like just uh, yeah. to make it's just to make Steve jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I must admit, yeah, if I'd have known about this beforehand, I might have been very tempted, actually. Just Microsoft Flight it. Simulator on this, imagine. Imagine it, it would drain <laughs> the battery within five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 512 yeah. gig, oh, impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of people have actually um, pre-ordered, also quite a few know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But, um, if it, yeah, if it does some sort of like you know link up with the quest, which I'm now going to sell, um, then that'd be great. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be amazing. Well, exactly. this article from Upload VR basically has like a very short article that says that they didn't design this device to be connected to VR, even though theoretically it can. Right. It has all the connectivity. You would need a lot to do that, but that's not actually what we're optimizing the performance for. So exactly. I wonder if they will be able to tweak the software somehow to to make it easier in the future, or will they need to create a whole new device for it to be? Because I was actually hoping that they will see this interest in VR gaming using mm. um, Steam Deck, and maybe they'll be able to do something about it. I, well, I'm kind of betting on it. It's, it's a little bit of a gamble for me, I'll be honest. The, okay. the, the, the interesting thing, perhaps you're going to mention this, Sebastian. Um, I was just going to quickly say that the, the more interesting thing as a VR enthusiast from this device is that they could be heading in a standalone kind of VR direction with this by uh, presenting yes, this high-powered, uh, you know, Device I out there. Exactly. Index too. Be I exactly, I exactly wanted to say that. I exactly wanted to say that. How about the following? 
you get your Steam Deck and then you get your Index 2, which is going to be a standalone headset and you're going to stream your Steam VR titles off the Steam Deck. So you can bring your VR headset anywhere. You're going to have like a way better um, performance and a way more beautiful looking games than you get from the Quest 2. So basically it's something like PC VR that you can bring everywhere. Don't you think this is kind of exciting? This is when you will actually get a competitor for Quest right. 2. This is exactly. when it's actually going to happen. This is really, uh, this would blow my mind away. Not only, they are already selling, like, they're going to sell millions of this. Yeah, If so many people have pre-ordered it, and even me, I'm not playing so many 2D games anymore. I'm into VR, obviously, <laughs> right? So this is going to sell like freaking hotcakes. I'm sure of it. Like, absolutely. It's it's so sexy. It looks so good. You can bring your games wherever. And the Switch has shown already to the industry and to all of us that this idea works. This concept is fantastic. But now you can bring all your Steam, Steam games anywhere. And then, yeah, to, to have VR together with this anywhere, but PC VR, this is really how they could beat the Quest because then pro suddenly all of the Steam VR library would be there. You don't even have to go the route of cloud streaming. This is going to happen. Cloud streaming is going to happen in a couple of years for sure. But with this thing, they have inroads now to make that Index 2 a Steam VR headset, which is standalone. Oh my God. Except they're not talking about it at all. They're yeah, not. They right. tried to avoid they're the right. VR conversations as much as they could. And they like... Um, only answered a couple of questions, but basically saying that, no, this is optimized for handheld gaming. This is not You're what right. we're really doing. Right. So if this is so perfect and people are on board, why aren't they at least showing that they are considering it as an option, that they are maybe working on something like that? Are they just trying to play it safe and see if, if there's think, anyone yeah. even interested mixed, in that? Because mm, yeah. It's mixed, mixed messaging, I would, I would imagine. That right. they, they, they don't, don't want, want to this, exactly. too much on one thing. They want to focus right. on this as a... As a handheld, they're, they're and still right. I, I must admit, I was, I, I was sorry. I said I was no, with you, Seb, up up until the point where I looked at the specs, and there's absolutely no way this thing's going to run VR uh, unless no. it's some sort of uh, stand. Obviously, if it's a standalone XR2 chipset in or XR3 or whatever it will be in the Index Two, yeah, streaming to this platform perhaps, but then that would make what, sense. Right, right. What, what's interesting, yeah, so so for me, I think that this, yeah, this is not going to run VR in, in its present form, in, in my opinion, but what, what it points to is the fact that they could have a, a very, very high-powered, this is this is a high-powered headset, higher-powered than the Quest 2, especially with how that throttles the, the CPU and stuff like that, but they would need a standalone library for that, okay? For, for that to work, not taking your idea into account, Sebastian. Right, right. right. So they would need a standalone library because this can't run, and probably no headset for the next few years could run a, st a standalone, like a, a Steam VR library like this, I don't think. Um, and perhaps I'm wrong on that, but I just I just think um, that they need to, they're not going to do their own library for a standalone headset. For sure, and, no, exactly, and, no, they will and not. it's going to be very difficult to to have a headset powerful enough to run it natively. So that's where your idea comes into us, I suppose. Yeah. So that makes sense, yeah. They would, they would be really cool if they did it. However, I also think that they are not really thinking so much about VR because there's the, the market... It's just so huge for these flat gamers. I mean, this is just a really small fraction, right? So they first get all of the 
others. Mm. And um, yeah, they, they basically now make Steam VR like a, a console, right? Before Steam VR is simply PC. Right, PC, it's kind of complicated. You need a gaming PC, and there's a hurdle for normal people to get a gaming PC. But now this hurdle is gone with that device. It's just like a console. It feels like you, you buy a Switch. Now you get this, and boom, you can play all of these games. So it's a super smart move from, from Valve to, uh, to, to increase the reach of their platform to make Steam even bigger and reach people that they would have never reached before. I think that is more the point. They're not thinking about, okay, this is going to be a, a great st streaming virtual reality thing. No, I really think they are just like increasing the Steam, the Steam platform, and they are just so smart, and they are going to have a huge success, I think. Yeah, just to finish off from my point of view as well, yeah. Valve are committed to VR on a level where it doesn't necessarily matter about money. I think they've invested a lot of, of money into VR because they are passionate about the technology, not necessarily because they think they're going to get a return on it, um, because they, I think they do believe in it. And how far they can take that is up to them, really. Yeah, right, right. So, Steve, what are your thoughts about the Steam Deck? Do you want one now? <laughs> oh, it's a, well, I, you know, I'm kind of messing with you guys. Actually, no, not at all. Um, okay. It's not. It's it's kind of really for. It's not. Yeah, I'm not a massive console guy anyway. Really, I'm, I'm a nerdy, proper high-end PC nut job. So <laughs> <laughs> proper. Uh, yes, I love it. Yeah. So uh, unless there's some way that they can implement some sort of a, uh, because I imagine cloud streaming would be a thing with this, wouldn't it? In in the you know, you'd probably be able to take this away on holiday, and then uh, sort of. I don't know, no, because that wouldn't work, would it? I, I don't know. For me personally, it looks amazing, and you know, I'm sure some of my friends will be buying this, uh, and I'll just have a look at theirs and, and check it out. But uh, <laughs> for me personally, it's not really for me. Okay. Not really. All right. Cool. Yeah. Interesting topic. The Valve Steam Deck. It caught me by surprise when I saw it like two days ago, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really attracted to it. I must say, I like this kind of hardware, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to try it out and to try also VR headsets <laughs> together gonna, with it. Are you going to review it on the channel, Seb? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm going to try all of the headsets that I have. Um, probably the Vario VR3 is not going to run very well on that. But, <laughs> but will uh, you try Quest? I will try the Quest for sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll wait for your <laughs> review, Seb, actually. I'll, I'll wait for what you think about it, and then I'll yeah. make my mind up there. Right, that's going to be interesting. All right, I think that's the Steam Deck topic, and now we can come to our last topic here and the last topic is this here this is the vario vr3 high-end vr headset a headset that is built for enterprise customers costs over three thousand euros and those customers also have to pay a yearly fee of around 800 euros it has incredible specs really incredible specs so first of all it has a super high resolution like incredibly high 70 pixels per degree for that focus screen they have a very special technology where in the center of your vision they have this extremely high um, OLED screen micro OLED screen with that super high resolution of 70 pixel per degree 
compare that to the 20 pixel per degree of the G2, then you know like what kind of difference it is. And then around that, for the peripheral area of your vision, they have an LCD panel with a resolution of 2,700 by 2,700 pixels per degree, also higher than all the other headsets on the market, other than the AKX, but still, it's pretty incredible. Then in terms of FOV, they say they have um, 115 degrees horizontally. That puts it in around the Pro 2 area horizontally, and that's true. However, vertically, that FOV is bigger than the Pro 2. So when I put this on, yeah, it felt like index-style FOV. Right. Then they have eye tracking. They have an automatic IPD adjustment. So when you put this on, you have to look on a circle and then your IPD gets measured and then boop, 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 you, <laughs> you hear the motors and then boom, it sets your IPD correctly and you don't have to set anything manually. It's always on point. And if you don't wear the headset correctly, probably you wear it too high or too low, there's some kind of arrows that will tell you, hey, put that headset a bit lower, or put it a bit higher so that you have the perfect picture. And one thing that is really exciting, the lenses. This does not come with those pesky <laughs> Fresnel lenses, <Peasant>. you know, <laughs> yeah, with those peasants, <laughs> with those, with those, <laughs> with those Fresnel lenses. And you know, Fresnel lenses are those lenses which have those concentric rings. And uh, these Fresnel lenses, they come with God rays normally. You have that very much on the Valve Index. It's, it's basically terrible. You have it all over the place in high contrast scenes. But also in headsets like the Pro 2, you have it. And it's actually very distracting in my opinion. Like the Pro 2 would be so much better if it didn't have those lenses, right? Um, Steve, so, so, so that's it. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, then you have um, hand tracking, Ultra Leap here. And yeah, you have like like a head strap, which is some kind of like PSVR Halo style, but you have more options to set to to change it. You have uh, like the knob here in the back, you have a knob here in the front, and you have some kind of adjustment where you can change the angle of the headset, like the angle here, like how you put it into your head. So lots of lots of different things that you can set up. And yeah, that is pretty exciting. So it's a very high-end headset for business, for customers who want to have the absolute clearest picture in virtual reality. And probably you have watched my first reaction video and my unboxing video, and probably you watched my through the lens video. And when I put this on for the first time, I live streamed that to my Patreons and yeah, <laughs> check you're it out. You were potty mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was going crazy. Really, it's like one, one hour, I streamed it for one hour and 10 minutes. And honestly speaking, I got, I went crazy. I went insane. <laughs> I was so, I was just like so impressed. It, I was, my mind was blown when I saw the picture quality. It's absolutely like nothing I've seen before. It is like you put. I put it on, and what? I saw that that menu, that um, Steam VR menu that you get when you where you can choose your games, and even that already blew my mind. It simply looked like 
um, a glossy magazine paper. There's absolutely no pixel that you can see anymore. Absolutely. Even if you look for it, it's like you're looking in that glossy magazine and try to find pixels. It's impossible. Great colors. Um, yeah, beautiful FOV index style. And the beautiful thing is those lenses. Like absolutely no God rays, like a huge sweet spot. You put it on and you simply look through as if you were wearing normal, your glasses, your, your, standard, your standard glasses like this. It's just so, so incredible. And yeah, I was going crazy in that stream, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I, you, you saw some of the, the clips I posted in my last video and I was cursing. I was so excited. I didn't even know how to start games anymore. I was shocked. <laughs> really, really, really like this. It was, I, it was very entertaining watching it. I can tell you that. Yeah, it was. It was good. Good video. Great video, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Glad that the, you enjoyed um, it. What, one of the things I was going to ask you because I think you mentioned briefly in that video as well about. Um, did you mention like the, the little bit of distortion? Yes. Um, right. In, in, in some things, this is something that I was interested in. What can you tell right. us about that? Yeah. Right. So there is distortion for sure. So. Many people probably don't know that. Like, why do headset manufacturers go for Fresnel lenses? <laughs> it's not just because they are lighter. It's also because they have less distortion mm -hmm. as compared to aspheric lenses. And for aspheric lenses, they, first of all, have the problem of uh, pupil swim. What does it mean? If you are not exactly in the middle of the lenses. For example, if you, if you move your headset a bit, like in the eye, within the eye box, within the eye box, right? Like for example, you wear the PSVR, you look at some square, and then without moving the head, you move the PSVR a bit. You will see that that rectangle becomes, it changes its geometry. And that is this, this problem that aspheric lenses have, and this one as well. So if I'm not perfectly in the middle of that lens, and the good thing is the eye tracking, it makes it happen, right? It automatically moves it in the right direction. But if I still like would do something like this, if I would like change where my eyes are as compared to the, to the lenses, then I can also see that. So that is like, this is like one problem. Also in, um, in, in the very peripheral vision, I had this kind of like warping, I would call it. I'm not even sure if it's mm -hmm. the right um, term, but it's like, um, it feels like things move faster on in the, in the peripheral vision than they do in the center of the vision when, when you look around. Hmm. Do you get that with the Pimax? Because that's the yes. sort of a similar effect that also, I get with Pimax. Also, exactly, yeah. also so, with the Pimax, exactly. Yeah, yeah okay. something yeah. similar. I think yeah. you could see it a little bit in the parts. I wasn't sure if that was yes, there. And I was watching exactly. you through the lens video. Right. I wasn't right. sure if that was just like, I don't know if you use the phone or the camera to record you through the lens videos, but yeah, I did see a little bit of warping at a time. So right. it's interesting to know that exactly. it was actually, it's not, it wasn't your exactly. camera. It was, no, 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 no. Uh -huh. It is really the headset. And that's good. That's, a, that's good that you saw that. So if you look at my video again, the through the lens video, have a look at Sniper Elite, the part where I show Sniper Elite. And don't look in the center of the vision, look to the left or look to the right. Yeah, yeah, when you see yeah. the walls, then you see, oh, something is going on. That is that kind of um, yeah, uh, problem, this distortions that this lens makes, unfortunately. So it's good that you can see that. You know, have a look again at the footage, then you will see it. However, 
I must say it did not like put me off. It's it's I saw it, right? But um, well, it, it's really it depends on people on different different people. I cannot say like, hey, this is not bad. Yeah, some people will think, oh, it's terrible. I will, I never want to use it. And some people will say like, oh, I don't even see it. So, but I see it. However, it did not distract me in a way that I th I thought like, wow, this is unplayable. Not at all. Not at all, actually. Yeah. I know you mentioned Seb that to start with you you didn't notice it because um, you were so amazed by that resolution, right, which right. Abs absolutely <laughs> would be the case. But then when you did see it, can you now not unsee it? That's the problem right. I would have. I understand. Uh, I, I, you know what I mean? Like because once you see notice something, it's like it's in your head. I know, I know, and and um, I, I like I really I, I saw it directly actually, but I I could unsee it. It's not so terribly bad, and I'm I haven't not I actually I haven't spoken to the Vario engineers at all. So that's why you don't see like a like a review. These are just first impressions that I talk about here, right? I have no connection yet to the Vario engineers. I want to know what they say about it. I haven't even used the high um, the high um, resolution mode because in Steam VR mode it seems like it doesn't use the high the, the high resolution display. <laughs> you know, I haven't even like checked everything out. And to really understand this headset, I need to speak with the Vario engineers. So if the Vario people are watching this, I need to get in touch with you. I need to understand the device. I need to really like see everything. So yeah, so I don't think. This is going to like put you off, like and like Steve, for example. You you love the Pimax headsets, right? So you will not have any problems with this. Yeah, because yeah, that was that was my other question. And Gary pointed. Sorry, Tatiana, you can go ahead. Oh, it's just, I think this is exactly what you was going to say. You, <laughs> you were the one who said that you could get used to that small sweet spot in was it index? Yes. Yeah, yes, so yeah, I would imagine, yeah, I haven't tried it, but I would imagine it is something that with all the advantages and this shockingly good image that you could see, even like from the flat screen through the lens, I could see how yeah, freaking good it is. I think that I think that that's something like I, I would get used to very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah, because yeah. like you say, there is a bit of a, it is a bit like warping, Seb. I think that is the right sort of term because... When you're kind of looking left and right, the the the, uh, the display it, it kind of changes uh, the sort of you know it kind of goes smaller and kind of warps a little bit as it goes around. So if that's right. what it is, I, that I, I can cope with that. Actually, that doesn't sound too bad. Um, exactly. Yeah. But then again, is it really for a headset of this, <laughs> you know, price range? It has to be perfect in a way, really. Yeah, but but you know, um, Steve. When you look through this, I know, I'm telling I know. you, I know it's, it's over for you. I, you know, <laughs> in, even in, in my in my video, yeah, I several uh, for several times. I, I said, know, like, exactly, you know, yeah. Steve, when he tries it, <laughs> he, he will throw everything else away. I'm going to freak know, out. I know you're going to freak I'm, out. You know, yeah. it's like it's it's like yes, this lens does introduce some um, some um, distortion. Same does the PSVR lens actually, but. This um, the pros outweigh the cons in such an unbelievable way, you know. But it's it's good to talk about the cons. Absolutely, um, we don't want to like just talk about all the positives. But the positives are just so much stronger than that negative because well, um, it, it's like unbelievable. It's it's mind blowing. Well, um, 
supposing you you get one of these headsets and then you don't pay any subscription fee what happens that's a good question <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good up. question yeah that's a good question so in order to make this run you have to install a certain software yeah comparable to the pi tool for Pimax or comparable to the Vive console if you want to play the the um, the Pro 2. Same here, it's called Vajo Base. And for that Vajo Base, you have to make an account. <laughs> okay. And that kind of clarifies it, right? Yeah. So yeah. with that account, <laughs> then uh, you have to get that yearly subscription or whatever subscription you buy. You can also go for a lifetime subscription. I think it's 3,000 euros that you will never be bothered <laughs> with this again. And um, yeah, only then can you use the headset. It's, it's so simple. Mm -hmm. So I think for them, it makes sense. For them, it makes absolutely sense. For, for They are giving support to these companies, ongoing support. If I'm an enterprise, I want to use it for a, a certain case. Probably I need them to optimize the software right with that focus display because it's not like it just works with that focus display right in that steam vr mode it will have the focus display not even turned on right so you need some knowledge you need to work with the engineers to make it work for your special case and therefore you pay this 800 euros yearly fee so it absolutely makes sense from that business standpoint yeah it makes totally sense this does the headset then have to be always online do you have to have an online connection to use it does it check if you have to log in each time, I presume that's an online service, is it? Yeah, I think so. I haven't tried yeah. it offline, honestly speaking. But um, yeah, the thing is... Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, thing, you would think it's, it's, it's got to be online, yeah, wouldn't you? Right, you would think so. However, like, like, like for, for, this, for this headset here, like the, the reseller in Germany, Bestware, they sent it to me and they kind of unlocked it for me. So... I did make an account. I did make that Vajra account, but I I didn't obviously I didn't pay the eight hundred euros yeah. fee. So th so there is a way to kind of completely unlock it. And yeah, this this is so unlocked, and so, so probably Bestware is never going to see it again. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and Sebastian, so this headset it doesn't have any controllers. Right, it's a Steam VR headset. Good that you mentioned it, um, Tatiana. It's a Steam VR headset. It's compatible with the Steam VR Lighthouse system. That's how it tracks itself, mm. and all the peripherals of the Steam VR um, ecosystem will work with it. So your Valve Index controllers will work, the HTC controllers would work, the trackers will work. All the good stuff is going to work. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that is that is pretty exciting, and again. I'm I'm really afraid of sending this back <laughs> because I'm I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled yeah. now by that incredible resolution. You know, I was spoiled before by the G2. And I love the G2. And when I was the first guy in the world who got the G2, I was also blown away because at that point in time it was unbelievable. We didn't even have the Quest 2 at that point when I received the G2, right? And now I kind of have the same feeling again that I'm friggin' blown away even more actually even, even more than I was when I put on the it's G2 amazing. because because really? now because oh, now yeah because now we have that better resolution than the G2 but on a nice field of view hmm. you know like well, Chris, from sweet the spot as well great sweet and spot. sweet spot no god rays all the good stuff yeah. we have it now but, but don't you think it's such a waste 
that all of this good it stuff is. Yes. will go to corporations that don't even appreciate yeah, that. we would appreciate right. it. Like, we, we would absolutely appreciate it. Gaming is what brings the money in. Gaming is where you actually can experience all of this and notice the difference. Right. I don't understand this. It's such it's such a shame for me it's that a shame. it's going to be you you know used and obviously they will they will use it for like simulations and all kinds of like trainings and whatnot. They're using it, but. I don't think that those things would need that clarity as much as gaming yeah. platform does. So <laughs> yeah, for, for some uh, business applications, probably you also need the clarity for sure. But yeah, for gaming, yes. Yeah. But however, I do think this will this kind of tech will arrive to the consumers at a great price point. You know, when I looked at the G2, like uh, more than a year ago, yeah, that was already, like, that is a consumer headset, right? And then Facebook came around with a 299 um, headset, which nearly looks as good as the G2. Not as good, but also really good. So this is going to happen. This is going to happen sooner or later. So the, the resolution that wowed me here like this is only 2,700 by 2,700 pixels, right? And the Pro 2 has a resolu resolution of 2,500 by 2,500 pixels. Just it doesn't have the spheric lenses. So the lenses, the lenses make a huge difference. And I can only tell the VR um, headset manufacturers, go back to spheric lenses. Make it happen. Yes, there is more. There is some, um, yeah, some kind of, um, yeah, um, this, um, um, the... No, I forgot the word. <laughs> God race or not the, God race? The uh, sweet spot. <laughs> no, what else? The the problems with the lens um, distortion. Yeah, I forgot. Warping, I totally forgot oh, it. Distortion. The distortion. Yes, there is some distortion. Same like with the PSVR, right? There, it's also there. But honestly speaking, I think the pros totally outweigh the cons. Right? Yeah, not to, you, not to have those yeah. God rays. To have like a nice sweet spot, like the. You just put it on to have like a way better edge-to-edge clarity. And I think that outweighs those distortion problems. Who agrees with that in the chat? Please say yes, this exclamation mark. We want <laughs> aspheric lenses, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. <laughs> so if you think, of, yeah, if you think about sort of like, sorry, Gary. Um, no, no, go ahead. Just, I, just, I was just about to say, like, if you think about all the things we have to put up with right now, you know, like the small sweet spot, the God rays, um, all the blurriness and stuff. I think if, if I could just have to deal with a bit of distortion, I think, yeah, I, I would I would take that over everything else any yeah. day of the week. But I also think the interesting part is the resolution and the peep. PPD, isn't it? The p p pixel per, per degree. degree. Because that's 70, and isn't the reverb something like 20? Yeah. So what that means is really is that I bet Steam VR games and Sims will actually run just as well, probably, you know, quite probably as well as the G2, even though you've got that real clarity in the center because of that resolution of the peripheral. So I think it's a very clever way that they've kind of dealt with this. And I was going to ask you, Seb, as well, at some point, uh, yeah. what the frame rate was like in Sims, because I think a lot of people would love to know what, what sort of performance levels are like. Yeah, of but, course. Of course. Yeah. I, I, still have to, I still have to check out more, right? So I'm, it's still very fresh. It's still my, my first impressions here. But from these first impressions, I can tell you I could run 
like those games that I showed off in that demo when I was live streaming this to my Patreon channel, I could play them without a problem. Like I got 90 frames per second with That's Alex. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, get, I get all this good stuff because the resolution is not so much better than the Pro 2. 2700 by 2700. But the lens, that is the difference. That is making it crystal clear. That is like the wow factor. You know, so I expect you, I expect to have pretty good, a pretty great um, performance with the 3090, with your 3090. I get really good, I get good enough, um, yeah, performance with the 3080. Of course, I have to still benchmark stuff and I'm going to play Microsoft Flight Simulator. I haven't even played it on that. Probably I'm going to go super crazy. To do that. I should Please totally that stream that to my Patreon again. Stream it, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah, I should do that. I, I'm going to do that. So there's... But um, yeah. Just just quickly, Sebastian, so yeah. on that central point of view, because it's got that micro uh, display in the middle, is that correct with this with this one where you get that 70, right. that, that, right. that 70 uh, pixel density, which I've read, actually, is, is that, I don't know if you've read this or if you heard this, but that's basically like the equivalent of a retina resolution. It's, yeah, it it's is. human eye resolution. Yeah, it is. 60 is the... Is the eye, isn't it? This is, is around it? Is 60. It? So it's actually higher than that, which is yeah. just ridiculous. Exactly. Madness, exactly. Yeah. So so it's it's basically totally madness. It's going to look like reality. And I did have already the VR2 where they also had this kind of display already in the middle. And yeah, it's it's unbelievable. You must check out my through the lens footage of that, the VR2. Check it out on my channel. It's like it's, I make some through the lens uh, video of a, like a supermarket, and it's, it looks like I'm standing in a supermarket. So mm -hmm. I haven't tried it even with that yet. Even with the peripheral displays, I am already blown away because of that combination of that spheric lens with that 2700 by 2700 pixel per degree, uh, 2700 um, by 2700 pixels per eye resolution. So if that we, is already great. If we didn't have um, Facebook, basically. Um, allowing you know these very very low price subsidized headsets and giving us a, a distortion of how headsets should be priced. That's um, true. Yeah. Um, right. What would what do you think? Like a company like Vario would would be able to produce something like this for a consumer because th that's that's it, it's just incredible. Like these these specs are incredible and it's fantastic, but right. they have to price it to a point where they can get it in consumers' hands and still make some kind of profit out of it. What do you think? Is it possible today? I, or? I think I, I absolutely think it's possible, and I hope it's going to happen. And well, I think the these hundred hundred thousand um, views on my through the lens video it shows them there is demand. And if you look at if you look at my uh, the, the comment section of my video, like lots of people say, yes, I'm going to buy it if there is no yearly subscription. I'm going to buy it for 2000 I'm going to buy it for 3000 And honestly, I think Vario is also only cooking with water. That's what we say in Germany. I'm not sure if that's an English uh, expression as well. Like they also only use water to cook things, you know. So uh, in general, um, what I'm <laughs> saying here, it is... It is. They're also just using some, uh, some normal, some very um, normal things. Like okay, that the panels. Okay, they're probably great, but they could mass get them mass produced by the company that sells them. The lenses, of course, they might be more expensive, but the normal users don't need the hand tracking. They could get rid of this. I think the IPD, uh, the auto IPD adjustment, consumers don't really need. And I do think 
they could make a consumer version of this for 2,000 euros and people would buy it. So what are your thoughts about that? I totally agree. I think if there was a way that they could make this a, a consumer, would take away the a subscription model, uh, mm. I don't maybe even make, maybe have some sort of subscription model even. I don't know, maybe have some for the, the gaming sector. And then perhaps um, I think people... I, <laughs> They really want a headset. I want this. I really, I want to buy one now, especially after watching your video. So it's like, it's killing me. It's killing me. I'm like, oh my God. So if they release something like that, of that sort of spec, or even slightly lower than that, actually, uh, for say a thousand, fifteen hundred, oh my God, they would, it would just go crazy. The pre-orders would just go mad. They would be crazy not to do this. I think people clearly want this look at your video it's up to about nearly a hundred thousand right. views already know, yeah i think they already watched the video i think they already yeah. watched this i mean it's it's, it's i hope it blew so up in like one day or two days i think they've already watched it because there aren't you know, there's nothing i like hope it. so i they hope the message is loud and clear exactly yeah. so so yeah so so what do you think um gary what do you think do you think they are going to um come out with one um, I would like them to. I don't know if I, I would I would buy it honestly. I think um, I've got just got a natural limit on what I would spend on a VR headset. And well, what is that limit? Ret retina, uh, though, Gary. This is retina yeah, resolution. You need that in your life. That's true. <laughs> you I need mean, I would that. love it, but it, it's there's there's <laughs> got to be a limit on what I'm going to pay for technology. Um, and perhaps in the past you could have bought a, a VR headset that would have you know, 10 years ago that would have had the technology to do the things that is happening today, but you'd have to pay hundreds of thousands of pounds to get it. Um, and I just think there's a limit on what I personally would, would pay for certain things. And I, I guess, I mean, the index is the limit for me. A thousand pounds is probably the limit for me. This headset or something similar, that would be, you. that was all you would need for years and years and years. You wouldn't need to buy another headset again for a very, very long time. But, but, It'd be an investment. I can see the point, though. Um, not that's not going to be the most convincing point for most people because, like, I don't know, you can buy an an expensive five thousand dollar PC that also is going to last you for like you won't need anything newer in uh, five minutes. In coming, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, but basically the point is, I think that perhaps they're targeting this um, industry because I mean they will be able to afford it. <laughs> still and now yes we are the enthusiasts we want this and probably a lot of people who are watching this stream are also would be able to you know afford it because this is the the priority for them to have this super highest quality that you won't need anything else but still it's in the perspective maybe it's not going to be the best move for them to release this headset for two thousand dollars it's a lot of money I don't know. I mean, yeah, but this I'm not is, making that much money off of YouTube. Yeah, they would. The not high yet. end VR market, they would buy that. <laughs> the high, but, it, but exactly. is it going it's to be enough, enough the revenue for them? I think yes, honestly speaking. The enthusiast market, like the super enthusiast I'd market. Buy two. They, they, are, they are now buying Pimax 8KXs for 1500 or 1600 They would for sure buy that. For sure. And there's so yeah. there's so many simmers, right? So many people who play flight sims, who play um, racers and who buy who who spend like thousands on those seats, for example, on, on some kind of gear, like ugh. Yeah, but not as many people as buying the three hundred dollar quest. 
Because yeah, of that's, course, that's but they, they, of course, but they, it's, this it's is not competing. Audience. This is not competing against the Quest at all. This is no, competing yeah. not even against the Valve Index. This is competing against something like the Pimax 8KX, mm. and I'm sure there is enough. There is enough audience. Uh, we can just uh, we can we can just ask into into the chat right now before we get to an end because we already are on like for more than two hours right now. Who of you would buy a 2,000 euros Vario VR3 consumer version where there is absolutely no yearly fee? Please say yes. I'm going to start it off. <laughs> And um, yeah, let's see. Let's see what people <laughs> say. <laughs> yeah, also me. Also me. I'm also a yes. I'll, I would have to wait. Oh, yes. I would just have to wait to to make money <laughs> to buy it <laughs> I want it and I think that would be reasonable but realistically I don't think I would afford it right now I think to be honest Tatiana for, for you and a lot of gamers um, actually and this is no disrespect I think it wouldn't be worth it for you actually I think the yeah. Quest the Quest 2 Pro perhaps if that comes along that they're amazing headsets and for gaming That's all you need, but this is mm -hmm. this is for a very different kind of crowd. I think for racing sim fans, exactly, and this... sim fans, and we 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 are we, we're crazy. We, we're just right, we're not normal. Right. What would be the limit? <laughs> What would be the limit for you guys, though? Because I can understand that. <laughs> Sell a house. Buy a house. <laughs> There's got to be a limit, and I guess my limit is lower. For me, if that right there that you've got there, which I want, I want to grab it out of the screen. <laughs> the VR3. <laughs> Just I want it. Protected here. <laughs> if that didn't have a yearly subscription i would buy it and i could and obviously i need to have a business but if i could just buy it now on the internet without the subscription for three thousand euros i'd do it tonight i really would yeah. that and I, i speak for a lot of people even at three thousand if they can bring that price down to two thousand maybe take the you know the the auto ipd adjustment out a few things then oh yeah it's gonna sell it totally is right exactly and then here it's here it's um Code code says cheaper than an 85-inch <laughs> TV. Yeah, oh, that makes, well, there you are. That's that, true. That, that makes sense. That makes absolutely sense. That people people are paying like so thousands of dollars for some projector or for, for some OLED TV. Thousands of dollars. But this is better. You can have yeah. like this, like huge um, cinemas. If right? you have yeah, the computer to support it. If of you course. have a computer to support of course, it. Absolutely. So but add those a couple people have thousand. Yeah. Can I just quickly ask Sebastian, because I know we're going over time. You say, can, can that headset run SteamVR with its full uh, resolution? Is that a problem or is that something you need to work out? Because that, that is a big no. deal for me. I, it can't do that right now. No, no. In, in Steam, like I said, in SteamVR mode, it's not using that, that high. Can, yeah, that's, that, that's a bit of a problem for me, though. I'd, I'd need that. Why is that? Do you know... Yeah, because uh, yeah, no, I don't know that why why that is the case. Okay. Just wanted to because around because that. they need to they need to somehow program it probably to to make use of it. And I still have not talked to Vario about the reason, so I can just guess here. Okay. But like I said, even with that 2700 by 2700 resolution and that aspheric lenses, this combination already makes it so you yeah. cannot see any pixels anymore. I had that reaction without that focus display. I had oh that crazy. <laughs> I had that crazy reaction with that focus display, and it's it's just like the mix of these aspheric lenses together with that 2,700 by 2,700 pixels that let me have this reaction and have everything crystal clear. So they just need to drop that drop that focus display, 
drop that hand tracking and sell it to consumers and people would buy it. I'm so sure about it. Anyways, now let's get to an end. We are already two hours and 30 minutes in. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for everyone who watched this today's uh, season two premiere of the Next Dimension podcast. And if you enjoy this, please do us a favor. The best way to say thank you is to rate us on iTunes. If you have an iPhone, if you have an iPad, open the podcast app now. Find the Next Dimension podcast and give this a good review. This is really all we ask for. We, we have not enough reviews. I don't know. It's probably, I don't know, 12 or something. Like really, really few. And we've already done like 25 shows now. So if you enjoy what we're doing here, the best way to say thank you, give us that five-star review and we'll be back. <laughs> Other than that, thank you so much, Gary, Tatiana, and Steve for, for being here again. Ah, it's been a pleasure. So nice, so, so nice to to talk with you again. Yeah. All right. That is everything that we got for Season two, Episode one. We hope you enjoyed it. Absolutely give this stream a big thumbs up and We're looking forward to see you in the next episode next week. Until then, bye-bye. See ya.